This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Logan Janis from the podcast Mostly Superheroes joins us to review Wonder Woman 1984. Geek Boner! Plus, DC Films President Walter Hamada reveals the future of the DC movie universe and who won the Christmas Day streaming war between Disney Plus and HBO Max. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us is a dude who somehow quantum leaped into uh, David Hasselhoff's body. Oh, uh, It's Rugboy. Rugs, why do you look like Hasselhoff? What's going on? Well, you know, I always look like Hasselhoff when I'm running down the beach very slowly. I, but I'm I hoping see. to get some that Pam Anderson. That's what I'm looking ah, at. Ah, I see. You've jumped 90s into... 90s Pam, a- Pam Anderson. <laughs> I got it. That's a smart move, but uh, it's not the 90s. So I need CPR, yeah. whatever that is. Also joining us, special guest, co-host, and producer of the podcast Mostly Superheroes. Uh, welcome, Logan Janice. What's up, Logan? Hey, fellas. Uh, thank you for having me. How's it going, Logan? Uh, always happy to hear from fellow independent podcasters. And you wrote us a very nice email uh, with some surprising things. So I want for the listener. Just yeah, how do we get connected? To, just to set up real quickly. How do we get connected? Tell us about uh, your show, Mostly Superheroes, who's on it, what it's about, and uh, why you, you reached out in this email. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you right now. First of all, it's like. I feel like it's that part of the radio show. Like it's like a you know first time listener or long time listener, first time guest type yeah. moment. So you got to yeah, throw something like, like a fart noise call. <laughs> That's right. But no, I really am a I guess a, a long time listener. Uh, Unbelievable. Told you guys in the email. I, I've been listening for about five years. Wow. Uh, you were one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Actually, how'd you find us? I think it was uh, you know so I I was commuting a lot for the first time. I just moved to Chicago from St. Louis and I was riding the train a lot. So I'm in the podcast app, and my I'm, my first go to was what am I already obsessed with? So I'm like superheroes, DC, MCU, you know, whatever I can find. And you guys were just obviously top of the list in the search results, and I was hooked immediately. I was like, these guys are talking about the same movies, the same TV shows. Like this is a thing that people can do. Like what the heck? And even <laughs> now, listening to you guys talk to me live is wild. Is it's it weird? Like, Oh, it's so weird. It's like I've listened to your show, but I'm like, I'm in the show? Like, it's a crossover. Rugboy didn't believe the email, first of all. Rugboy <laughs> was like, very No skeptical. one can like our show this much. But it's, it's impossible. Yes. Sometimes it's hard to believe, but we appreciate it. Well, and the thing is, it's like usually when people listen to our show that much, like we've heard of them. Like they've they become part of our, our our like, our they're already part of the show. They they send stuff in, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I haven't heard of this guy. So this guy's been under the radar this whole time for five years. So I was a little dubious. There's a lot of people. No, there's a lot of people like that, though. Like, again, yeah, we- I think I read that, like, the 
the people that actually engage with a podcast it's is like only 3%, like 10% of your listeners. 10, maybe like three. Yeah, 10%. Yeah. And 3% will actually do anything. So, yeah. so Logan, you're like one of the people that's been there for us. And we thank you for listening. So uh, who else is on Mostly Superheroes? And what do you guys talk about? Yeah, so we're a, we're, I mean, we're a new podcast. I mean, we just started in June, but we already have our first season done, 27 episodes. Um, All about Emerald Lagasse because they're a cooking <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, they're actually just all watch uh, live watches of your guys' po- you know, show. We're just, <laughs> it's just a podcast about your podcast. No, I'm just kidding. No, we talk Amazing. about a lot of the same stuff, MCU and DC live action stuff heavy. Uh, also with all new uh, content that comes out of like the major players, you know, the major networks, you know, if it's on HBO and people are watching it, we're watching it. We're talking about it. It's myself, Logan, uh, the giggler. That's Andy and PC <laughs> Mike is a, uh, is a Mike. That's our crew on the mostly superhero show. Right on. Where can people uh, find that? Yeah. So the mostly superheroes uh, podcast is available everywhere. You get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Pandora. Uh, we also release video versions of our episode on YouTube and our website. Everything can be found on our website at mostly superheroes.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, season two is coming in January. We're committing to doing something new every day. So whether that's a podcast episode, uh, every day, every day, uh, a video, something on our Instagram going live on Twitch. Uh, we're, you know, we're gonna do something new, whether it's small or big every day in 2021, cause we're already, we're all ready for something new. That's super ambitious. Yeah. Uh, it's time to put the, you know, the foot on the gas. (laughs) I'm looking at your, yes, I'm, you, you even have like it a schedule of where you would release what's going to happen on each day Daily content. for 2021. And this, the, the website's sharp. I do like uh, the design and the logo of, of your website. Yeah, that is all due to my uh, lovely fiance Carrie. She's oh, a fantastic. very talented graphic designer, so we're kind of a dynamic duo. It's just her and I that do everything for the show. Yeah, you make sure you marry her. See, you oh, make yeah. sure that goes through. Make sure you follow through on that. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, she's a good designer. All right, well, this is going to be fun. Let's get to the news, you bastards. <laughs> The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, the primary thing I want to talk about is uh, the New York Times did this uh, huge profile piece on Walter Hamada, who is the head dude at Warner Brothers, and it deals with a lot of his strategy, his plans moving forward for DC Films. Before we do that, we need to get a baseline from our guest Logan, don't we? Logan, uh, tell us a little bit about your nerd cred. Which way? Let's start with a broad question. Which way do you lean? Are you more Marvel, more DC? Or uh, both. Yeah, so I am raised, born, and true as uh, a DC fan, and oh, I'm, we- I'm actually wearing a Superman shirt, and I realize I'm wearing my Superman jacket. But here's the big thing, guys: I was converted from DC to Marvel during the last 15 years of filmmaking. I'm not yeah, even kidding. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I mean, but I like them yeah. both, and my knowledge of the movies is, I would say, vast. I've seen all the live action stuff. I'm, I nerd out about the crossovers. I pay attention to what's happened on the CW. So I'm, re- I'm ready to talk about this stuff. <laughs> The CW, oh my god! Yeah, I'm still seeing those proactive commercials. It <laughs> <laughs> is clear. Yes, finally. <laughs> okay, so overall, quickly, the the DCEU that they've given us. What are your kind of broad thoughts on how they've handled their movies so far? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like I mean they're remaking the biggest one right now, so yeah. like they they're kind of showing us how they already feel about their own stuff. But you know, it's it's um I was always one the guy that was defending like Batman versus Superman and those movies to my friends like oh they were the they were the ones saying they were you know bad and now i look back and i there's they are fun they're beautiful but the dc just it the magic wasn't there you know and i i couldn't deny it at the end of the day um to see what warner brother is doing now they have revitalized my hope for what they can do with these films and these movies and 
why not take a page out of MCU's book? So it's just more content for all of us. So I'm, I'm excited again about TV. I'll tell you that. I like this. You're a reasonable DC movie fan. You know, you're one of the, the reasonable folks that way you can talk to you. Uh, okay. So here, there's a lot. I pulled out a lot of interesting quotes from this article. Yeah. This was a very, um, very interesting as you were about, as you're about to. So like I said, out. Walter Hamada took over in 2018 over at Warner brothers inheriting you know the existing kind of mess of the snyder universe uh he 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 became the fiji of dc movies and also trying at the time to dc was trying to catch up to marvel and failing and doing it badly so walter hamada inherits all this needs to figure out what to do here's his plan the article starts out right away saying he says the most expensive dc movies up to four a year starting in 2022 are designed for release in theaters and then they're going to make two annual films, two extra movies that'll focus on riskier characters. And they said like Batgirl, Static Shock, exclusively for HBO Max. So that's six DC movies a year split between theaters and HBO Max. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, What do you think of this production? Is this a good move? Let's start there. Anybody? Go with Logan. Logan, what do you think? I guessed. Well, I mean, my immediate answer is yes. Like, let's go. I mean, what are we talking about? These are the superhero people who are talking about superhero stuff. Bring it on. Will it work? And and especially where, like, I read this article that you sent it over. And where they go with this, where I get confused is, like, where the Zack Snyder piece, like, falls into place. Because there's all these moving uh, people and characters right now. Like, you got the Affleck Batman. And you got, you know, Gal Gadot. And now Wonder Woman's just come out. We're going to talk about that today. But, um you know, it's like, what is, how's is that going to play a part? It makes it seem like it almost isn't going to play a part. So I'm just a little bit confused because I was like fully prepared for like the DC multiverse just to be like, okay, everything's going to mix, but like what's actually going to happen. I'm excited about it. Let's go. But I am still kind of wondering for some clarity. It sounds like they are going to try to manage two cinematic universes when they can barely manage the fucking one cinematic oh, universe to begin with. Uh, this article also says, in addition to the films, they're going to work with filmmakers to develop spinoffs off of every movie they make. Basically, they're already starting with the Batman's going to have Gotham PD, Peacemaker spinoff. And they're literally, the quote was like, everything we make, we're like, what can be a spinoff? So they're looking at that now. It seems two cinematic universes. There's the DCEU still, which is all the Aquaman, your Wonder Woman, your Shazam, uh, and your the Zack Snyder movies, I guess, Man of Steel. And then there's going to be DC film multi- multiverse, which right now consists of the Joker movie. And Matt Reeves, Battinson, the Batman, are part of a separate universe. Okay? so I mean, comics have been doing that for a long time, right? Yes. You, you have the mainline continuity. That like that doesn't change, and then if you want to ever do something that's off the beaten path, you go in the multiverse or Elseworlds is what they call it in the DC universe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a foreign idea. They've done this before. They've done it with uh, Injustice. They they, you know, they created a whole different you know offshoot universe with that, and everything that takes place or any spinoffs that go off or in within that universe. So I guess people get it. Will they get it? That's the question. I, you know, the comics people get it. And I think that if they introduce this idea to people and they get it. But the thing is, is that they have to be very strict like this. They can't start a DCEU and then all of a sudden course correct. Like we already saw we're seeing it right now, how some of these movies are not tying into the Snyderverse. Yes. And how all so and there's going to be a flashpoint. There's going to be this and that. So there's a lot of like. 
uh, places where this could go right off the rails and it won't have anything to grab onto. And then no one's going to know what the fuck they're looking at. So well, I feel like confusion is in the future. But I was going to ask, is it going to be confusing? Uh, it goes on to say there in the future, they will have two different film sagas, two different Batman franchises, one played by Battinson and the other one played by the DCEU Batman, which is Ben Affleck. But it also in the article, I believe it, he says something like he's going to recast Ben Affleck Batman. And then there's going to be Michael Keaton Batman that shows up in the flash uh, to start this multiverse. Is is it like different titles of the same book when you're reading comics? Is this going to be too confusing for the general audience to be like, why is there Robert Pattinson over here? If you make it distinct enough, then you can do it, especially how you brand it. Anthony, what do you you think? Two different Batman franchises running at once? Is it doable? I'm more of like, let's wait and see. I don't know. I don't really trust DC, and I don't. I don't. I know that this guy hasn't been in charge for a lot of the movies that we've seen so far. But initially, they were like, you know, multiverse. We're going to copy what Marvel did, but we're going to make things dark. And then people shit on Zack Snyder and all that stuff. So they were like, oh fuck. Well, it's all part of the multiverse, but now we're just going to let the directors do their own thing. And now they're like, well, we have we have a universe still, but we also have a multiverse, so we're going to do both. So, like, I get that they want to have creative freedom for some directors, and then other directors they want to have have creative freedom but play in a sandbox. Yeah, they want to do a lot, and I, I appreciate the ambition. And as a you know, as a I'm a more of a Marvel guy, but as a fan of the genre, I'm open to seeing a lot more and and seeing more content. That's always a good thing. Um, but I don't know if I necessarily trust that they know exactly how to accomplish all of this i mean that's a good point first of all i'm I'm all for more batman yeah give me all the batman all day but logan should these movies be connected are they trying to have their cake and eat it too they're trying to build a connected universe and then they're like also we can make you can make whatever movie you want what do you prefer for the dc universe well i i just have to you know, echo you guys, it's a little bit to where, you know, pick a plan and just yes. go with it. Yes. Because we, what happened the first time, you know, we, we rushed this. We we tried to introduce all five. You tried to introduce all the Justice League, like in Justice League. Yes, like, what are you doing? Movie. Yeah. Um, so let's well, just actually, pick a plan. Direction. They tried to direct. They tried to introduce them in Batman v Superman via a uh, file drive <laughs> that Wonder Woman happened to watch for about five minutes. Yes. Yeah, with a nicely labeled <laughs> folder that said like Aquaman. Yeah, and, and Lex Luthor happened to take the time to design logos yeah, for all there these was logo. His creative department was busy that day. Get someone on this, please. <laughs> I need logos. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Logan. Well, no, it's all right. I, uh, well, other things that come into mind, too. You know, I told you guys uh, leading up to this, I watched the CW stuff. I've definitely been falling, falling off a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what I never miss is the you know the the crossover episodes around Christmas time. Yeah, the infinite, yeah. uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Elsewhere Worlds, all that. And after spoiler alert for those, you know, if, if you haven't finished those, like the, one of the big things it ends with is this giant crossover preview of like, you know, if they had the flash from yep. the movie in the flash TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, what's going on here? And then you got doom patrol. They showed that cast like on the CW, like saying, like, the, oh, think, yeah, they had the, uh, the Tiddens. They showed the Tiddens <laughs> and uh, all the other. And I thought that was great. I was like, oh, my God, look, this finally makes sense. They're putting everything together. Exactly. And now all that stuff's on HBO, you know? Yeah. So like, is this like, just make it crossover, make it, you know, just 
get your team in the same room. Like, we'll do like re- repeat the process that Feige has showed you can work, and just get get all these people in a room and make a plan. Well, look, speaking of Feige, this is how badly they're doing money wise over the last decade. Warner Brothers has made about eight billion dollars in worldwide superhero ticket sales. That includes Mo- Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, in the same amount of time, Marvel has taken in $20.6 billion. Oh, so they're, they got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, listener, if you want to join the conversation, you know what to do. You can join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. All our awesome listeners are in there. They're very funny and attractive and smart, and uh, they have interesting jobs. They're all great. I love all our group members. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. What? I, I love them. It's a great place to hang out on the internet. Check it out. Interesting jobs. Why'd you go with that? They have all have fascinating jobs and they're just talented people uh, all I, across the board. You know, most people would take that as you just being like super sarcastic I and kind of snotty, but you are the nicest guy ever. So I, think I, I can will play it off. clarify for anyone that's listening. Emron actually means that. It's a, sincere. You, yeah. you take whatever tone you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, Trust okay, me, so, I've been listening for five years. That's just his voice. Yes. That's <laughs> oh, just shit. how I sound. The fuck? Uh, the, uh, back to this article. Their answer, again, is the multiverse. Rugs, you mentioned Flash. That's going to come out in 2022. It's going to have bat flick it's gonna have michael keaton and that i'm fucking this idea i'm very geek boner geek boner for because again this does make sense uh to acknowledge it's something different they can do they have the history that the mcu can't do well dc even i guess i don't know if it was before marvel but i always felt like dc was known for their multiverse much more so than marvel sure even in the comics you mean even yes in the, yeah, yeah, yeah in the comics yeah, so yeah. There is president, as Rugboy mentioned earlier, but, um, you know, Walter Hamada, is that his name, Walter? Walter Hamada, yes. Yeah, Oyo goes, Harada? No, I'm sorry. Oyo Harada is a different guy. Who's yeah. that? Uh, he goes, I don't think anyone has, else has ever attempted this, but yes. audiences are sophisticated enough to understand it. If we make good movies, they will go with it. Well, first off, the only other uh, like IP that could attempt this is Marvel, and they don't need to, because their, their, their success is all built off of that um, MCU. So they're not going to do this. But nobody um, else has attempted. I mean, he's not well, no one, wrong. But what I'm saying is no one else, there's no one that has enough IP to yes. even attempt this. Yes, it would that's, only that's be That's how them. popular you're enough to right. do this. So yeah. although although it is ambitious, yeah. it's a little, it's a little uh, disingenuous to be like, oh, look, look at us. We're the only ones that are attempting this. No one's this. ever done this, but there's yeah. No, no yeah. one else can do it. Who else has all these people? It. Yeah. But I think the more important line in there is if we make good movies, absolutely, they will go with it. That is the key, and that's what they're still having trouble with, and I still think it's hilarious. It took them nine movies and, like, well, how many? Five, six years to figure out, hey, we have a multiverse. Why don't we just fucking dig into that well, instead of dicking around with now, Logan, I may, look, I, we may anger you with fucking Snyder's Justice League universe that was kind of a mess. Now, the crazy thing it says in here, this is not from Hamada. This is from the writer of the article. It says, quote, at least for now, Mr. Snyder is not part of the new DC Films blueprint. With studio executives describing the HBO Max product as a storytelling cul-de-sac, a street that leads nowhere. Ah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because I know people. I know people are going to want spinoffs of things. He's talked about making a comic book like sequel with his characters, but these characters are also the DC EU. I don't know, Logan. Does that make you sad? It, it, well, for me, it's just uh, it's not that it makes me sad because I'll yeah. tell you who I'll tell you who I'm not. I'm not one of these release the Snyder cut guys. Okay. I was the guy. I was the guy going. 
like shut up like either make the movie or yeah. it's already over like yeah. what are we talking about why once you tell me it's happening and then you tell me like oh Affleck's back for reshoots. Now, yeah. Affleck's in Flashpoint. You know what that makes me think? Yeah. Okay, this isn't just like the Snyder Cut. This is like, oh, Justice League is is back, you know? And like this can be like a new movie that can do the tie-ins with hmm. other shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're doing it over, like do it over. Do it right. They put in um, enough but money. But if they're not doing it, it, well, you know, it sounds like maybe they're not going that route. It, it depends on the reception, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. if if, yeah. if it goes over... And people like it. Oh, they're gonna come back. This cul-de-sac is gonna get steamrolled. Yeah, I will open. absolutely backtrack that bullshit if you, well, if they make money. Yes, I think what where I was thinking about it is this is the upper limit of doing a multiverse. It's like we'll do multiverses with different characters and different like two Batmans and different films and standalone films and then an extended universe. But you're really crossing the line when you have. Two different versions of the same goddamn movie come out. Now that, that's that's too much of a goddamn multiverse. That's too weird. It's a little so we, we can't include these. We can't acknowledge two movies that are exactly the same movie. Except not like this is that would be too weird. They'd be like releasing name your name your famous comic. You know, Spider Man where he turns in with the black suit. Yeah, and then they're like, ah, we don't like that ending. So we're going to re-release the same exact issue, but. With a different artist and a little bit of a different ending. Well, which one do you acknowledge now is canon? <laughs> the thing we're gonna see if this thing is a 2.0 version, a whole new thing, or or it's just filled in the missing pieces. I don't. I don't I'm excited. I, I, it for it. seems like it's just like a fun thing that they're doing for Snyder. That that should end right there. Fans. Basically, so we'll see. Eh, we'll see. You know, if it does really well, they're gonna be if like it makes money. Make oh more. my god! Yeah, they're gonna be like thing around more. that people are going to do. They're gonna well, be yeah, like if, Snyder. Can you make this you know six hours works. long? Come on, keep it coming. If HBO Max gets <laughs> X amount of subs yeah. from this, they're gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes, pun intended, from the Avengers to <laughs> get get subscribers on HBO Max, as we've already seen. And you talk about confusing, though. You know, like you got the Flash in this movie. So, yeah. what do you think people are going to remember when they watch the Flashpoint movie? They're going to be like, "Oh, well, I just watched that Snyder Cut film. That's, that that's must Flash. be the prequel." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, can you make this into two twelve part things? We want to kind of stretch this out. <laughs> oh shit! A little bit, little bit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that article, I will post the link in the show notes, listener. Definitely read it, check it out. It's got a lot of revealing things. We'll see if Hamada's strategy will succeed at least. You know, you see him shifting the tone of these movies. They're getting a little brighter, a little more lighthearted and comic. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it when we talk about Wonder Woman. I want to talk about the Batman movie. Matt Reeves uh, in production and a lot of crazy rumors of this one coming out. Two rumors. I've seen this in two different spots. Comic book movie, cinema blend. So I was like, okay, hold on. The rumor uh, is that uh, Matt Reeves is pushing Robert Pattinson to the breaking point oh, on set because he's a little bit of a control freak, possibly. This comes from the sun also. So all this, the sun, is that's like a tabloid. That's like the British tabloid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a contact from Batman's production indicating the filming process has been difficult one for Pattinson, namely because of how much time he's had to spend in the Batman signature superhero suit for Matt Reeves' countless takes. And after reportedly filming a take after take in full superhero regalia, the 34-year-old actor is seemingly left exhausted. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. I have some words for Mr. Pattinson. What do you guys think uh, uh, about this rumor? Uh, sack up, dude. <laughs> you're Batman. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. You're I got playing, nothing more to add to that. That's you're perfect. playing fucking Batman, all right? Like, you're playing a, a role that you know that fucking 
millions of people are going to cash in and, and you're gonna be able to cash out on this for, for years to come. Just fucking deal with it. Michael Keaton hated the fucking bat suit. And this is, and this is before they knew how to make them. But even the good ones, it, those things are not <laughs> comfortable to wear. And guess who's back in a bat suit? Yeah, even at sixty-seven yes. years old or whatever. <laughs> Should be ashamed of yourself, fucking Pattinson. Yeah, you're fucking Batman. It's called Back acting. Up, dude. How about you act like you want to be there, motherfucker? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Come on, <laughs> Logan. Is this your Batman? I still think he's going to make a good Batman, but this is a little weird. Yeah, I, I'm with you right there. I think it's going to be my. I think he'll be our Batman. How, but like the, this news doesn't make me <laughs> feel any more confident. My eyes were rolling on the ground. You guys, could, I was like, come. What are we talking about here? Really? Maybe this is a one and done. Uh, I, uh, well, <laughs> maybe that's why Walter Hermann is like, yep, we're going to make. We're going to make gonna do uh, this multiverse thing. We're going to have multiple Batmans because he's already like, yeah, this Pattinson guy. Fuck. doesn't really like being Batman. Hamada might have five Batmans lined up because he's just going to fire all these Batmans. And not only is it because he's tired, it's because he doesn't like to be in the suit. Uh, How could you not love being Batman in the goddamn suit? I know. Come on. That's a recurring thing that that I've been hearing and that we're going to be saying it a lot during this podcast is that if you're going to work on one of these movies, fucking be into it. Yeah. You gotta be into it. You can't just Fuck be like this sake, man, you amateur. Yeah. Listen to Christian you can't just Bale, be Batman Batson. and like not like being Batman at all. And complain about it. Be a bitch about it. You gotta be fucking into it. I want your head up when I throw my fist in the air. Exactly. That's the problem, Benson. <laughs> you guys talk about Keaton. He, did, he couldn't even turn his neck. Yeah. No, he had to turn his whole body. I mean, he had the worst. And he's like a great. He's still one of my favorite Batmans. And he had the worst costume. And I, I don't even think Christian Bale's costume looked all that comfortable. I think he was in his 40s, too. He's like in his deep 40s when he had to fucking do that shit. I, I got to plug our last episode. We just yeah. did the Batman Returns Christmas special. Oh, so. that's fun. The second movie is fun, too. It's very dark and creepy. and Very dark. I uh, love name? Uh, DeVito biting. I remember when Penguin bites someone's the, nose off. Yes, yeah, I love Danny him DeVito. eating raw fish just fucking right. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. <laughs> Dude, and Michelle Pfeiffer is super sexy as Catwoman in that costume. That is a sexy Catwoman costume. And best transformation into Catwoman scene, probably. I it's mean, not just bad. The, the big, yeah, the big push fall. out the window and then, right. And, yeah. then, and uh, Christopher Walken. Come on, Max Shrek yeah. is Max Shrek, yeah. Phil, speaking of Michelle Selena. Pfeiffer, I feel like her, her uh, presentation of Catwoman in that film directly inspired how Kristen Wiig was about to play Cheetah. Oh, well, there's... <laughs> shit, we'll talk, about, oh, yeah, we'll talk about all the characters that inspired oh. fucking Kristen Wiig in this role. Because I saw a lot of different ones, but that's uh, one of them, too. The, yes. The, the nerdy, uh, awkward... Yes. Yep, we'll get into it. The yeah, nebbish, socially awkward... Then you gain powers, and you're like, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly, you're a badass. Yeah. We will definitely talk about it. Uh, listener, if uh, you need some masks while you're walking around to protect yourself, I know there's vaccines, but even when you get the vaccine, you still got to wear a mask. Is, is that not correct? Is that sure. What, right? Okay. Yeah. Supposedly, you got to still wear it because you could still spread it. You won't get it, but you can but still you spread can it. you can spread it. Don't be a spreader. We have masks at our T Public shop. Visit jockender.com slash shop, and you can uh, represent and promote the show on your face. You'll have us on your face, on your mouth. Uh, on your face and chest. It could be in your ears, on your mouth, and on your chest. All the places. Jocker nerd. Jocker nerd. Slash Vicks. Slash, oh, Vicks Vapor Rub. Oh, yeah. Good save. 
Yeah. Eucalyptus nice. mm-hmm. healing. Does that work? Reminds me of being a kid, being sick. I wanted to bring up another thing that people use for like, like gold medical bond. reasons. Okay. Yeah. Gold bond and I wasn't going to bring that up, but you brought it up. Tune in next week when we talk about Ben Gay, listener. <laughs> Heals all the joints. Okay. Last uh, thing in the news. Uh, we're going to review one. Maybe laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I got him. I got him. Oh, yeah. got him. Uh, we, we have to work in <laughs> common household <laughs> medications. And either an ointment or a salve every episode. It's- Neosporin back pain. You're on the <laughs> yes, list. Boy. Try Icy Hot for back pain. Nerd. Use Tiger co- Bomb. Tiger Bomb. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, ointment there, Logan? What do you What do you go to? Um, you know, I'll use a little, uh, what's the one if you get like a mosquito bite, a little, uh, oh, uh cortisone. Cortisone, yeah, cortisone's yeah, cortisone. good. That's a good cream. Yeah. Yes. Aladryl, calamine lotion. Calamine mm. lotion is Don't also forget about good. aloe vera. Ah, aloe vera oh. is very important. Use code Jock and Nerd Andy, at uh, aloe vera.com. No, I don't know. Uh, al- aloe vera, we need a sponsorship. Aloe vera is soothing. Uh, okay, what were we talking about? Okay, the last Finish thing it. of the news. Look, we're going to review Wonder Woman 1984, but that wasn't the only thing that came out on streaming Christmas Day. Anthony, there was another battle going on in people's living rooms Christmas weekend. Uh, tell us about it. We're saving our review for this movie next week, yes, I believe, we right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, Soul came out the same day on Disney+. Plus, So there's a little bit of a little competition here between Disney+, Plus and HBO Max. From Screen Rant, which they took a report from Bloomberg, it looks like Disney Plus crushed HBO Max. Oh, in shit. subscribers, in new subscribers, new subscribers. Disney Plus got 2.3 million new app downloads. So Holy that's shit. not counting Roku or Fire Stick or anything like that. Uh, HBO Max got 554,000 downloads. That's not so good, but right, it's now, a lot. Like, now Warner Brothers came out and said they were really happy with this. They're they're uh, fast tracking a Wonder Woman three, so they probably did see a record yeah. number of downloads. But one single day, I downloads. think they were expecting more. According mm. to John Campia, they were expecting a lot more. Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly thrilled that uh, this happened, but they still got a lot. So just to compare numbers, HBO Max currently has twelve point six million subscribers. Disney Plus sitting at a nice eighty seven million subscribers, and of course, the king. Netflix, 195 million oh, subscribers. Uh, Logan, which of these do you have, and what's your favorite? <laughs> well, having this podcast, I definitely have all three. Okay, um, great. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I, I have a few thoughts, like, right when I see these numbers, first off. Like, first of all, like, you know, I'm not defending or bragging on anybody. I'm just seeing what I see. HBO Max, it's pretty new still, right? You know, yeah. so th- there was some, you know, it's only been around for not even the whole year. Yeah, yeah. And it's not international like Disney Plus. Right. That's, that's a big point. That's it's important. only in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are good points. Although I think Disney Plus, their first like day or two, I'm, I might be wrong. They got like 20 or 30 million subscribers. Yes, it was re- it was something ridiculous. I want to say you're right. It was 30 or something like that. Well, the t- a couple things to factor. You guys mentioned the international. HBO Max is double the price Disney Plus is. It's also the most expensive. Yep. Yes. So Dis- Disney Plus also is riding the wave of Luke Skywalker being on the Mandalorian. So I think they're there's they're really hot right now. Also something I we I've brought this up multiple times, but uh John Campia and like his guests brought it up in a different way. I've always said that HBO Max they don't really know how to market it. Yeah. And they brought up the fact that I they think the name is even just wrong. Like people HBO yes. Max people yes. just think Oh, it's just like HBO Go HBO or HBO stuff, Now. stuff, right? It's all HBO stuff. Yeah, it's misleading. They should have picked a different name. It's so dumb. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going against HBO Max. 
Well, and you might, this might be controversial, but like you could argue that HBO Max might have like a more sophisticated like audience. <laughs> and there, and sure. Yeah. Then you got Netflix, which is like kind of like, you know, everybody has Netflix nowadays. Not, it's not like it was five years ago. Everybody's right. got Netflix. There might even be like a weird stigma where it's like HBO and Cinemax together. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't even think about oh, that. Oh, oh, no. Oh, what? This is a fapping type. This is all my softcore port in this one This is the, place. all the softcore port on Air Wine. I was going to say, my teenage self just got a full boner again. <laughs> so, you know, Netflix has Real done Real sex the- and cat house on rerun. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix has done the unthinkable and, and reached ubiquity, you know? It's mm-hmm. fucking ubiquitous and from where they came to where they are, it's an amazing story. Now, one, I, one more thing, actually. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's a there was a poll I read online. I I don't <laughs> know the source that I read. I like polls, but they did a survey of people and how much they're willing to spend total on their um, streaming services. Uh-huh. And most people said under thirty dollars. Okay. A total, lot, I'll, total. There's a decent amount of people that said under twenty dollars. That's like one total. or two things. Maybe one so thing. The only that's only like two. If you're if or maybe three. Yeah. Streaming services yeah. that you'd want. Yeah. God. So while HBO Max is the most expensive, they their content is amazing. But Disney Plus at its price point is a fucking deal. That is a value for the amount of shit you get from Disney so is and what's coming. pulling a lot of money in. Like how much more money is it pulling in over? The, so Disney's is what? Like how much is it? Five bucks? Six, I believe. And Six then, or... no, they just so, raised it. Remember to seven ninety nine. So, so HBO Max is double that. Fifteen. So. Yes, it's double. You know yeah. what I wish this article said was who won out of Soul and Wonder Woman? Oh, it, I, it's, oh yeah. it's very likely Soul won. Okay, so that that's that's clearly represented well, here. So, uh, this, I found it. So I found in terms of articles. increasing subscribers, yes, yeah, Soul, yeah, Soul more than true. likely won because that data that uh, was released also it's pretty it it matches up to how many people would get it on like a Roku or a Fire Stick as well. Wait, so you say Soul won in getting new subscribers new over subscribers, Wonder Woman. Right. Okay. Not, we don't know about their viewership because they won't. Re- no one releases those numbers. But Well, just on the fact that they have more viewers, period. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it would likely win. However, yeah. there's I found this other article headline, Wonder Woman 1984 is biggest 2020 streaming release. Oh, this shit. thing says, according to THR, a screen engine survey shows that Wonder Woman 1984 has been streamed more in its first week than any other SBOD movie in 2020, unseating Hamilton on Disney Plus and uh, beating out Soul, the premiere of Soul. But that's, I guess, first week streaming. So Wonder Woman won something. It won more streams, but... If it was out of the, the stuff that re- was released this year, I think yeah. that's what that's saying, right? It's like, what was yeah, it even released? Year. You had Hamilton, yeah. you had that, uh, you had Mulan for 30 bucks, yes. you know? yeah. And then, and then, so okay, well, that okay. would make so. Actually, when I first saw these numbers, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, Soul beat Wonder Woman. I was surprised. I thought Wonder Woman would have won, or it would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously, there's a lot number of factors, but Wonder Woman at least had a movie that everyone liked before. But then I thought about the fact that Pixar just is. I just always underestimate personally Pixar and Pixar is just a huge brand. Pixar's name always and, and, delivers. Yeah, and like there's a there's just kind of a thing that as we're older we just don't I don't think we or maybe I'll just speak for myself, I don't factor in. Yeah. And the, that fact is Soul is more of a family movie. Yeah. And if you get like if you hit that right note with a family movie, family movies do really fucking well. 
But these Pixar movies, they're always and deep. repeat viewing, repeat you know, viewing. Yeah, they're always yeah. deep. They're more than just family. You know, they work on an well, adult I'm level. Saying, like, they work on a pick, child throwing level. Throwing Pixar and a family movie yeah. together. The other stat is here. Uh, this marketing firm found that 23 percent of Wonder Woman 1984 viewers signed up for HBO Max just to watch the movie over opening weekend. Whatever. So whatever that's worth. What is that? I don't know. You know, I didn't sign up, but I did. I was with uh, my soon-to-be in-laws, and we did put put it on their TV for the first time. So that happened. Oh, so it it, it got people to. Yeah. I I was with uh, some from some family and had some family in town that had never looked at HBO Max ever. And interesting, I told them Wonder Woman was on, and they they watched HBO Max for the first time. There's another crazy thing that people don't realize that a lot of people have free subscriptions to HBO Max and they don't know it. There's either. I have like three different things through your fucking subscription, your cable box, through your t- uh, phone company. Uh, you may have three like free subscriptions to HBO Max and just not know. So check your emails. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, good stuff. We're going to take a I quick. Wanted to, hey, one, more, one more thing. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to provide some numbers okay, here I like numbers. for other streaming services. Okay. And this was, this is. Um, I think this was in like the spring. Maybe it might be these numbers might be a little dated, but you, as you mentioned, Netflix one ninety five. Yeah, Amazon is one fifty. Whoa, Amazon mm. is close to Netflix. But, Holy shit! But it's because everyone has Prime, right? And once you get Prime, you Free just shipping. get Amazon Prime. Yep. Um, there's some Chinese ones here that I'm not going to mention. Walt Disney eighty six. Comcast, the cock. Yeah, the peacock. What do they got? Twenty two million. Oh, more than HBO Max. Mm. Wow. Hulu thirty eight point yeah. eight million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CBS All Access, seventeen point nine million. Even that has more than HBO Max. Wow, been thinking HBO about Max it. Is at twelve point six. Uh, ESPN Plus, eleven point five. Apple, ten ten million. Okay, okay. So thanks for that. That's really helpful because that's like all of them. That's like the main stuff. Those yeah. are the main ones. Yeah, there's some other ones like. Globu, Rakuten's Crunchyroll, but none of those are really. The anime stuff is huge, but they're lower numbers. Yeah, there, there's and then there's some Chinese companies that I've never heard of. Uh, Tencent, Baidu, one twenty each. I don't know what those are. Well, I've are. heard some of those. Tencent, Tencent sounds familiar. I wanted to say one thing about Apple TV Plus. I was wrong when I was like uh, bagging on it. There's some good shit on there. I binged Ted Lasso. Uh, Little America is brilliant. Uh, I was actually surprised. <laughs> Everything that I kind of turned on was very good. So. I'm gonna backtrack on my Apple TV Plus. I actually was with some friends, and they were like, "You should get on this Apple TV. There's actually some good stuff." I'm like, "That's not bad." Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> not right now, but a lot of the a lot of the Apple TV subscribers that are that are on right now currently aren't actually paying for it. Yeah, it came in free with uh, like they had some deal with your phone or something. Oh, like they that. Ex- and they extended it. I got the email. I have it. I had it for the first oh, yeah. year because it came with my phone, and then yes. it, I got an email that said we're extending this another year, and I thought. Okay. <laughs> like Yeah, there there's a decent percentage of Apple TV subscribers that aren't paying. Well that's how I have it now because I got the new phone and the iPad and the, yeah, same so thing. That number is not they're not making a ton of money. Yeah, and I don't no. even think they're in it in it for the money. Like and it's I, not I, quite I might be, done yet. I might be wrong, but yeah. I think like Apple TV, um, HBO Max, some of these big ones are like have budgeted like two billion dollars a year to oh, spend yeah, on, on content. On, on content, yeah, on original content. Listen, Apple is a trillion dollar company. Oh, they shit. should be blowing everybody out of the water with budgets. Like they have so much money to throw to make something. And the quality of the shows in Apple are very good to to, to uh their credit. Well so. the thing so I one more sorry to take this on a tangent. <laughs> but I was reading about the business model with Netflix and how they have to you know you have to you have to keep 
providing original content to keep your subscribers and add on new subscribers. Yeah, yeah. And the the game the like the 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 pace you have to run as every year they're spending more and more yep. on original content. Yep. And it has to equal the amount of subscribers you get, you know, to to pay for that. But the thing is is like if you cut back on the original content at any at any rate, you're not only going to not get more subscribers, but you're going to lose the subscribers you have. So it's like a never-ending battle of Jesus. spending more money on original content to every year to keep, not only keep, but then add the more subscribers. Tail. Well, and that's why they cancel shit uh, one or two seasons in because the longer a series goes on, it costs more money to make. The actors want more money. They renegotiate. It costs more money for the set. So nothing makes it past like four seasons if you're lucky on Netflix. Sometimes it's a one-and-done uh, like we saw, a lot of shows got canceled this year that I enjoyed. Yeah, which might which might lead to why maybe the dragging out of the seasons is a little bit better of a model because, like, what Netflix is doing is you know they're releasing everything all at once, so you have like something like Queen's Gambit that's a hit. So like I get I jump on Netflix, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. But if you release all these episodes at once and people watch a few and they're like, ah, I'm out. Yeah. Then you lose that person. Whereas like The Mandalorian. You probably keep that person a little, a bit. You know, you keep them for eight weeks or whatever. Not just keep them, but they're talking about it all. You know, we talked right. about the Mandalorian all through. Guess what time of the year, fellas? The yeah. holidays. The holidays. Right. I, Logan, what do you like as a viewer? All at once, or give it to me once a week? Yeah, no. At this point, you know, the ever uh, Disney Plus has really like set the stage. I feel like of what is going to be like the future. It's like you know, if you just have enough good content, then like just do it one week at a time because yeah. then you have. Especially we like think about something like the MCU. I mean, we're going to be talking about it, obviously, but yeah. for a movie viewer, any you know consumer out there, you're going to be talking about this one thing like in some every week, like every day. <laughs> yeah, know? every day of the week. I mean, yeah. Disney's doing a hybrid thing, right? So yeah. it's releasing entire series. And and it's do at one time, and it's also doing the like the piecemeal ones as well. And I think that that's not bad, especially if you acquire something that's already done, or you acquire something from like another country or whatever. You could, you could, you don't, you could, uh, since you're not like putting in money into the production and all that, making original programming and taking a risk, you're buying something that's already working. Yeah, you could make that binge worthy. You can get the uh, show that's already running somewhere. And then put it in, blah, blah, blah. But if you're making new content, maybe flagship stuff, maybe you should release it piecemeal. Just so, I mean, like that Witcher, it came and it went. And that could have been like another Game of Thrones. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, it, it does make it kind of go away faster. I mean, with the amount of shit they announced at Investor Day, I feel like next year there's going to be something like every month running. Uh, on Disney Plus, something to talk about in terms of the MCU and Star Wars for making all the shit. Well, I so. mean, these streaming services are just battling right now. I mean, this is this is like the the time yeah. to if you have all of them, this is the time to just be just creaming yourself every day. There's a lot of good shit. It's starting all, on it's, January first. Like literally, oh Cobra Kai season three and yes, like everything's yes. just going to be coming out every week. Uh, HBO Max is getting a huge dump of stuff on the first, and all the streaming services will. And yes, uh, Cobra Kai season three coming out early. It was supposed to come out in the middle of January, and they're like, nope, we're putting it out. So it's almost a little overwhelming, and I can't fucking keep up with some of it. But uh, it's it's the golden age in the streaming wars. Fascinating. Uh, we're going to take a break, play some promos, and we're going to come back and talk about Wonder Woman 1984 right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you like Florida Man? Do you like crazy shit? Do you like titties? 
and strip clubs. Why are you laughing? Because I do. You know I do. <laughs> this is the show for you. We're the Hashtag No Offense Show. I'm the uh, Duchess. That's the Duchess. That's my lovely wife. My name is Chris, and we talk about all that stuff. In addition to our daily lives as parents, what we're watching on TV, mm-hmm. current events, anything that we could try to talk about to make you laugh. Look for us on the web at htnos.com. All the socials at HTNOS and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're available everywhere. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. Each week, we talk about all the crazy things in the world, ranging from the paranormal to Bigfoot to UFOs. And we look at it from the perspective of the believer, the skeptic, and everything in between. So come check us out on the MSC Podcast Network. Or go to SkepticalSkeptics.com and follow us at SkepSkepPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Listener, if you enjoy the show and you want more show uh, and you can support the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! You, for as little as $3 a month support, you will get bonus content and exclusive RSS feed with bonus movie reviews, jock talks. The shows come out early. Uh, this week, we had our instant reactions to Wonder Woman 1984, and Anthony had an instant reaction to Soul, Anthony, yep. and, and, and Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman, and Jock Talk. Their bottom is is very weak. With young Chaz Wellington. Chazington. Chazington the fifth. Chazraham Lincoln. Chaz. Chazington Washington. Chaz. Ch- okay. Chazzy Chazavelt. Chazzy Chazavelt. Freddie Chesevelt, <laughs> Chazzy uh, Chase, Chazzy Chase, and the Fresh Prince. Uh, anyways, that's uh, Patreon. Jogginger.com slash Patreon. <laughs> that's the kind of content you can get on Patreon. <laughs> that's what you're going to get. Us trying to come up with names for Chaswell. Uh, <laughs> let's get to our review this episode. It's Wonder Woman 1984. Here is your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. time. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has lost its fresh rating. What? Lame. It was certified fresh uh, initially, and now it is at 61%. Tomato meter average rating 6.2 out of 10. Box office-wise, it actually, opening weekend, domestically did better than they expected. It made $16 million. Opening weekend, oh, they were thinking like 10 to 12, and I'm surprised it made $16 million. Right also, now, maybe another factor in why the subscriber count might have been lower. Because people actually went out and fucking saw. So there's only about a little over 2,000 movie theaters open out of like 6,000, I think, is the total number. So that's what they were working with. Yeah. Worldwide, uh, this movie has made $85 million. Again, we talked about last week. It didn't do well in China and overseas with its early release. This is the first and only movie that is in 4K Released in 4K on HBO Max. It looks great. Yeah, it is. And I'm surprised, like, people were uh, criticizing HBO Max for not having any 4K content. I think Disney Plus does. This is, like, the only thing in 4K right now. Movie directed by Patty Jenkins returning. She did the first one. Written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. Wrote the story. Screenplay by Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and Dave Callahan. This dude... He's written a bunch of stuff. Uh, here's Dave. And so it's a little surprising the way this movie came out. This guy wrote on it. First of all, he wrote on Shang-Chi, Legends of the Ten Rings. Uh, he wrote on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, but he's done, he wrote The Expendables, uh, Doom, uh, the 2014 Godzilla Anthony. This guy oh. wrote the story. Yes. Oh, really? Hmm. 
Zombieland double tap, and he's doing Expendables 4. So the cast, of course, you have Gal Gadot returning as Diana. Uh, Gadot. Chris Gal Gadot. How do you say that? Is it Gadot? Gadot, Is it Gadot? I say it wrong all the time. Gal Gadot, whatever her name is. Chris Pine returning as Steve Trevor. Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva. Pedro Pascal, who is everywhere as Maxwell Lord. Uh, so Pedro Pascal's on the Disney Plus at, at Mandalorian. He's on HBO Max here, and he has a Robert Rodriguez movie right now on Netflix. Oh shit! He is on all the streaming king of services. Streaming. He is the king of streaming right now. Robin Wright, uh, Connie Nielsen returning as Entiope and Hippolyta, and uh, I'm just going to mention Ravi Patel because he's a brown guy as Baba G Day. He's <laughs> Jeez, Indian. That guy. Indian that guy. What a role for that guy. <laughs> that guy. Oh boy, we'll get into fucking Baba G Day. <laughs> Why was what, he even what writing? To have what that the guy fuck was he even doing there? <laughs> uh, music by Hans Zimmer. He's done all the the music for the Batman versus Superman's and the Wonder Woman themes and all this new music. Anthony, give us the quick plot plot synopsis. What happens in '84? Wonder Woman '84. Hmm. If you didn't already know, <laughs> this movie is set in 1984. Oh, it is. Is it? And it stars Wonder Woman. I see. She is, I guess, kind of in hiding yet still saving people and she comes across she's working for some museum she comes across this nerdy woman played by Kristen Wiig Barbara Minerva who's awkward as fuck and a loser but <laughs> takes a kinship to Wonder Woman she wants to be like Wonder Woman she wants to you know that's her idol in the meantime there's this tycoon oil tycoon guy named Maxwell Lord who wants to get a lot of money and uh, rule the world, and he's having a lot of trouble with the oil business, but he's looking for this rock that Barbara Nerv- Minerva comes across. I'm not even going to get into how they come across the rock. <laughs> he just but happens they, to find. <laughs> Maxwell Lord comes was looking for this rock, and this rock, I guess, has some wishing powers, and he wants this rock because he wants to get all these wishes. And <laughs> inadvertently, uh, Wonder Woman... Um, gets back Steve Trevor because she makes a wish and Barbara Nerva becomes like Wonder Woman because she makes a wish and Maxwell Lord gets this rock and wishes to become the rock because I don't know I guess that's how the plot wanted him to become and Wonder Woman has to investigate why this rock is doing these things and undo everything that's happening because this rock is really bad so there you go wow that's a lot of fucking convoluted shit right there uh, yeah I couldn't really like do this very succinctly <laughs> it's, really, because it's hard it's hard. It is very hard. Unless I was just going to be super vague. Logan, well, let's start with you. You're a guest. This when this movie ended, uh, what it, did it leave you feeling anything? What were your first thoughts? Um, yeah, I saw it on Christmas Day in the morning, and uh, I was I it ended and my fiance and I looked at each other and I go, "That was good. That was fun." And she said, that, "Yeah, it really was." And like that was the end of it. I was like, "Okay, I guess it was pretty good." <laughs> I watched it again today. Yeah. yeah. With just like you know reality around yeah, me, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and I and I it it did change my perspective did change. It wasn't the it didn't have the glow it had on it. Now will I say I absolutely crapped on it like a lot of Twitter did this week? Yeah. Um, and like seeing this this Rotten Tomato score go down, yeah. I don't know if I quite understand that. But my my raw take is you know so far it's it's fun. Um, but I'm really excited to get into some of the intricate parts to, to break down because hearing, hearing Anthony break it open out loud, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't just hard for you because it was hard. It was hard because like the story is a little yes. w- weird. When you put it on paper, you're like, what is this fucking convoluted mess? Uh, it's a very interesting movie and, uh, and how it had impressions on people. Rugs, what did this, uh, 
movie leave you feeling? Well, I was I was a confused motherfucker watching yes. this movie yes. because in one okay, so we decided like a while back we were talking about DC movies. We're like, ah, just let the fucking directors do their art, man. Yeah, let, let them, them do fucking do it. Let them fucking have carte blanche. Let them do it. And I'm like, oh shit, it was not a good idea. Maybe that because, wasn't a good idea because this seemed like very disjointed. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It had it had two openings. It had one opening that was really kind of cool, but like pointless. That happened in Themyscira with uh, Diana, like being too young to compete. Or, or not only that, but being overpowered to compete in this thing, and would have won because she's a goddess, and they're and she's competing with regular people, and which she is still unfair. cheated. She still and she cheated. still cheated. Yeah. So and that, so that that was a completely useless scene, but like it was cool to watch. And then the other opening was like the silly, kind of like sillier than the rest of the movie. Like that one mall scene yeah. was like yeah. it didn't fit in with the rest of the film. The rest of the film didn't do that. Except for the one part where Steve Trevor tries clothes on. Yeah. That's the only, those two scenes seem like they could be in the same movie. Yeah. And then everything else is kind of like a different movie. Yeah. So it, it was just uneven. It's like uh, Patty Jenkins knows what she's doing director wise. Like, does she understand that their tones are all over the place? It's very tonally um, messy. Yeah. So uh, I was kind of confused because there were things I liked about this. And I'm going to, and, and, I like the stupidity of it, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because if you're a child, yeah, like you can understand wishes. All right, you understand you wish for something, and then you mm. get it. It's like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. You know, people know that stuff. So I feel like, oh, this could be a a kids movie, but like it's too boring to be a kids movie. <laughs> so it's like they had this idea. Okay, let's make a movie about Wonder Woman. That's kind of like a kids movie that everybody can get behind. We could easily define how everybody gets their powers and how the bad guy exists with this little wishy thing. It's like a, you know, it's, it's a MacGuffin. Everybody knows it, but then they go and they make it boring and they go make it, they make it like, so it's inaccessible to like a younger kid or something like that. So I feel like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were trying to do everything and none of it was actually sticking. Yeah. And I have so many criticisms of this movie. I could, I could do a podcast on my own for like two hours. Well, that's why we're here. <laughs> so I, um, and I have questions. Anthony, uh, can this movie be enjoyed on any level? What did you think coming out? Of it? Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Um, this movie came out Christmas, as we've all talked about. And I fully intended to watch it that night or that, like, you know, sometime during the day or night. But I, I lent out my HBO Max to some, to some of my friends and family, and, and they happen to be watching it. So I couldn't watch it. So I watched Soul. Uh, can, you first. know we have a show account that I could give you, and you could have just watched it. By the way, you know that, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, we have a show account for the three of us. I believe. Well, I know. I, I know. That's, that's okay. I, I use that account. And for new guests. Oh, and so you're sharing that to everybody. Okay. Go ahead. I shared it. Yeah, I shared <laughs> it, and then I, I and actually went on to yes. yours. Yeah. To try to watch it, but I guess everyone was watching using it. I think you can only have three at the same time. Oh, okay. And you fucks happen to be using it too. <laughs> so Everybody's watching it. So I was fucked. I was SOL, as they say. <laughs> so I watched Soul instead. And uh, I'm in a group chat with some of my buddies, and they all ended up watching Wonder Woman. And they were like, this movie's super disappointing. Oh yeah. my God, I can't believe it. Like, I'm, I'm disappointed. This isn't as good as the first one. I have a lot of criticisms. Like, guys, stop, stop. Like, to stop talking, please. But I'd heard all of this already. I didn't end up watching Wonder Woman until like two days after Christmas. Okay. So I'm already going in with like a low expectation. So I watched the film, um, the first 15 minutes. Yeah. I thought I was like, 
this is good. Like I like the Themyscira stuff, that yeah. scene. Yeah. I was I liked that. I liked the opening mall scene, I was like, oh, so they're going for like a throwback Richard Donner thing. Yeah, like, like this is clever. Reeves. Like they, they're doing a throwback movie, and they're going to have like kind of a cheesy tone to it, but it's oh. like a cheesy but new age tone to it. And then I watched the rest of the film, and I have to admit, I was like, it, now granted, I think it took me like six hours to oh, watch the God, film. Oh God, why you just kept stop getting <laughs> I interrupted? Kept oh, fuck, I don't like, know if it like kept me compelled enough to keep the watching. Fucking too uh, long. So to long. With, it's already yeah, it's, so it's long. Too, and yeah, it's two and a half hours. It's, it's way too long. Ass movie. But uh, I watched it, and I by the end of it, I went, "It's not that bad. This is good." <laughs> like I was like, "This is fine. This is this is." You know, I, I thought Gal Gadot was charming. I thought Chris Pine was charming. I was like, "This isn't that bad." That bad. So then, then I let it marinate for a little bit. Oh no! And I watched Chris Stuckman's review. Yeah. And then I thought about things, and I went, "Oh my god, <laughs> this movie's a mess. This is an absolute mess. Nothing I don't know why sense. I liked this. Maybe mm. because of the low expectations. But I feel like the score I had initially coming out of it, and the score I'd have by talking this through this movie." is going to be completely different because <laughs> as Rugboy kind of alluded to, and that, this is kind of the thing that I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, the first Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins directed it. Yeah. She this one write, she, she wrote and she directed. She didn't write the like, first one, did she? This no. does not say a yeah. lot for her writing. Yeah. And although they're fast-tracking a Wonder Woman 3 with her doing it, yeah. I'm already, like, hearing grumblings, like, maybe this is going to, like ruin her status with doing star wars oh so, shit she's gonna lose fucking star it's wars it's not a good look for so her yeah, it, her, uh, her writing in this as we talk through this and maybe we'll we'll talk through the plot and i don't know how deep we'll get into it but yeah there's a lot there's a lot that's fucked up plus i think <laughs> people movie. you know we talked about last week how she's throwing her fucking bosses who gave her money under the bus left and right and she's continuing but, to do that a little bit but i uh, again i'll reemphasize i liked it coming out of it so there you okay. go okay this is this is my experience, and uh, I know I'm talking a lot. Sorry. Go ahead. But, um, I have a lot to say. So um, I saw it twice. Me too. Right? I watched it one time, and I was like, okay, all right. And I watched it a second time, and I was like, all right, now I'm seeing more stuff I don't like. Oh, my God. But then, like, at the end of the day, like, Gal Gadot is is very uh, good. She's in great this role. as Wonder she's, Woman still. She, she, the, the camera loves her. Mm-hmm. Yep. She she emotes well. She does a lot of heavy lifting acting wise She's as well. stunning. Uh, she's showing her range a little bit more. Uh, Chris Pine has got a lot of charisma. You know that and and Pedro Pascal, even though I don't know what the fuck his whole deal was. I, and I understand him as a villain, but I, I thought he did a good job. He's he was entertaining to watch. to watch. Oh my God, he was fun to watch. So I think that the actors and the fact that it's Wonder Woman and there is some action here and there and um, things are going up. Things are, are there's a lot of cute stuff happening. Yeah. That's enough to kind of, for most people, to like enjoy it. I just was coming off the glow of, of watching Soul and it just being the holidays. Oh, so I yeah. think all of that just yeah. made me go, like, this is like good Christmas fun. Like, we're having fun, whatever. Like, why are we so critical about these things? I, I think that was more of my mindset coming out of That's it. That's a good point. So here's my experience real quick. I, the first time I watched it, I was pretty disappointed because it wasn't what I was expecting after the first one. And I had a lot of questions. And the whole time I was just like, what? The whole time. So then I'm like, let me watch it a second time. Knowing that this is just a fucking stupid, silly, like they tried to throw back to the 80s, uh, it's inconsequential. It doesn't, 
push Diana's story forward. It's just a fun little, it's comic booky in all the best and worst ways. I watched it again. I enjoyed it a little bit more because I was like, oh, what the fuck? It's fine. But at the end of the day, I still lean a little towards disappointed. And the amount of fucking questions that I have <laughs> generated from this movie, oh, you shit. have no idea. I need answers. So let's dive in. I want to talk about, first of all, the two openings. The Warner Brothers wanted Patty Jenkins to cut one of these openings. Oh, shit. I will argue, though, that the fucking Themyscira opening is a little misleading because it's so good. It is kind of one of the best parts of the movie. And then at the end, I was like, what the fuck did that have to do with the message or the theme or anything? I guess you can kind of pull strings and, and You, you and can connect kind it. of pull a string and make it so she takes a shortcut and she gets scolded for taking a shortcut rather than winning. Which is like a about the truth. Right. So and you guess it, you, could, you could pull it towards the... The stone, because everyone's taking a shortcut. By wishing and they also they mentioned want. The, the armor in that as well. Yeah, the, the they had to set the up armor. armor. That was all just to set up Asteria. Oh, that armor! Oh my god, the I, armor! That armor was completely fucking useless. I don't know why she <laughs> what was that. the right. point of the armor. Why did she put it on when her powers were failing and she That's wasn't? That's what I was saying the whole time. The I was like, she learned how to fly, and now she has armor with wings on it. She doesn't need the armor now. She's got a full power back. She barely used it, and the CGI wings just look really bad. I did appreciate the Donner, Christopher Reeves kind of homage to the 80s movies, but then they quickly forget the 80s. They it, there's It's very minimal, and they missed like kind of the heart that those movies had. There's a way to do that and still not be totally silly. It was silly. tone deaf. It was yeah, like yeah. there was moments where you felt like, I mean – First of all, they didn't even use original music when she did the flying scene. They used music from another movie. Really? Which is always bad. What? Yeah. That flight scene that was using she what? was using music from uh, Sunshine, which was uh, like a, a sci-fi movie about like flying into oh, the sun get the or whatever. Fuck out. That was my other favorite scene in the movie. Is the, and, the um, opening in the They had scene. it as you know they used a temp track. Yeah. Oh, they kept they, the temp, temp They just said, "Oh, fucking keep it." Fuck. And <laughs> so they couldn't do anything better than that. But um Look, this is the things, these are just superficial things that I had after I, I, I watched the film. I was like, all right, so she's not having a sword and a shield anymore. That's gone. Um, we, it's, she, yeah, no- it's just, it's just the lasso can do all of those things. The yeah. lasso does everything <laughs> yeah. now. The lasso does everything. And then all of a sudden, okay, she can fly, but then she doesn't remember how to do it in the future. Yeah, this when, is also inconsistent. I was like, but didn't we see, or shouldn't she fly before? What the fuck's yeah. going on? So she's got the sword and the shield in the first. She lets go of it, and she gets gets back into it again. It's like her signature thing in two movies. Um, So that's gone. So th- I, I guess that they're trying to, like, separate themselves from the Snyderverse, and so they're, like, getting rid of stuff that they don't like. Too edgy. Um, the fuck's going on here? That's what I was saying the whole movie. Uh, wait, Logan. So let's talk about Barbara Minerva, right? Anthony already mentioned. Who did you mention? She reminds you of Catwoman, the other Catwoman. She is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer rolled into Jim Carrey playing Riddler. Plus, rolled into Emma Thur- Uma Thurman playing plus, Poison Ivy. Rolled into Jamie Foxx playing yes, Electro. That's all of them. That's absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's correct. such a trope. It's been yes. done like. In every movie. And it hasn't worked in any of the films. So my question to you, Logan, is why couldn't she have been a smart, competent fucking female who is just like clever and wants to get power? Why did they have to It was just competitive. Yeah, like this already. Yeah, I know. Um, Well, that's just one of many 
what many issues. I mean, I whenever I went back to watch this the second time, I after ten minutes in, I realized oh, I need to take I need to take some notes, and I took three pages of notes. <laughs> All right, give us some notes. <laughs> like, I mean, I got so much here. Like in the beginning, just like there's the the, the story feels like it drops you in, but not like in a a smooth way like you yeah. feel like all i felt jolted i was like well, what happened after the last wonder woman yeah and like that i guess that's, that's not gonna be part of it okay no yeah. problem there's just like a lot of coincidences that set up the story like she just happens to be busting those guys at the mall that happened to be getting the crystal the stone like, why and how does a shopping mall have rare antiquities what the fuck is going on yeah that was very convenient <laughs> Yeah, and why? Yeah, and why was the woman at the? You know, you talk about Kristen Wiig. Go back to that. That was your original question. You know, why was yeah. the woman that worked at the at the uh, uh, museum so mean to Kristen Wiig? For no reason. Like, right. You know, they made they they made it. They couldn't just make her dorky and so frail, but like people were visibly mean to her. Not only that, everyone yeah, hates I, her. I think the thing that she was starting her first day at work that was too much of a like that. She could have been working there the whole time. Yeah, yeah and, and just yeah. been one of her friends. Like, right. why did why do we have to be introduced to her like this? It's and so that stupid. was exactly the number two on my coincidence list like she just happens to be it's her first day like why does it have to be her first day that's lazy ass yeah. writing yeah. hollywood writing to the t it, it's it's they just keep doing this meat cute meats whatever well, yeah like Di- like diana saves her from that drunk pervert guy yes yeah i was like so what after dinner diana's just uh not only Following is she her? being wonder woman yeah. in her regular clothes but she just happened to save her you know and then she goes back and wishes to be diana it's uh it's let's hear some of your notes of logan yeah well that's perfect that's good that's good because then we get into the the wishes <laughs> oh geez so this go, go ahead yeah, go McLuffin. ahead i mean that's that's oh, the next oh, I I just so on the wishing front i know that Rugboy had mentioned it being kind of childlike but they didn't really do a good job of explaining the wishes yeah so how does it work maxwell lord becomes the wishing stone yeah but i figured it out eventually but it was very like weird like so he's granting wishes but he gets to take something from yes, you like it was return. like wait why does he get something and then I, I finally figured out, oh, it's because the wishing stone in general makes takes something away from you it's once the you grant a wish. Paw. But it wasn't very well explained no. No. why he no. had, like like how he was able to get this. Plus, it's such, it's the laziest MacGuffin where you can write anything and you right, don't have right. to explain and, it. And then at that point, once you have a stone with unlimited wishes, you can do whatever you want. Every everything's just bonkers. Like it, they're, they're, they have to keep one upping everything with the amount of wishes. And then the rules of how the wishes work are weird because. You have in some scenes like the wishes making freaking walls come up out of nowhere yeah. and all yes. kinds of shit appear and yeah. disappear. And then for some reason, we have to have this uh, plot device where Chris Pine is is Steve Trevor in some guy's body. And <sighs> I guess according to woke people, that's bad because it's like it's rape or whatever. And I guess it is. Uh, but, you know, like the, they've done that in a thousand movies. I don't series. It was called Quantum Leap that they did it all the How time. How many times did Sam rape a person in Quantum Leap? Yeah. That's but, what yeah. I was that necess- Like, why did he? Why, yes. Why? Why did body? you have to put it? But you know, it wasn't necessary. That's the point that I'm making. Yeah. They have like the, the, the way the wishes work are, are stupid. And Diana did rape that guy. She did. Because <laughs> I, at the end, when she's looking at that dude, I, I'm looking at her. and I'm like, she, I know she's thinking she's like. Hey, I just I fucked this guy and he has no idea. Well, Chris Stuckman no brought clue. this up, but it was like, so we can see. So Di- everyone in the world sees this that guy, yes. not Chris Pine, right? But Diana even sees that guy, but she knows that it's Chris Pine. So only the audience is know no, looking at no, him as but, Chris Pine. But there's a line where she goes, "I only see you, Steve." Right. That's what but, I was but confused. We are shown that it's Chris Pine, but no one else is, and then. 
if you want to like really get nerdy and like and think yes, about things, yes. you're like then you're going. Wait, so this guy just disappeared yeah. from his family for yeah. like three weeks. Didn't anybody wonder where he was? <laughs> Woke up days There's no later. There's no filed missings report on, or missing persons report <laughs> on this, this guy. Didn't this guy wonder what the fuck's been happening? And this it was I, three weeks jumps ahead in my life. Yeah, yeah. You, you could easily just have Chris Pine appear. Just on show up. Yes, it's magic. It's a fucking magic witch stone. He could, ju- but I'll tell you why they did it. It's an Easter egg because they, the guy that played him, they hired him to specifically because he looks like Lyle Wagner, the actor who played the original Steve Trevor in the seventies TV show with uh-huh. Linda Carter. Geek That's what they were going for, but it just opened up a whole book, a bunch of questions. Like, what? Well, how does this work? What is going on? Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> I mean, it was. That's the only thing you could say. It's dumb. Like it was unnecessary. It wasn't necessary to do. It didn't add anything to them. To it. It just made you question, like, okay, how how does this fucking rock work? This fucking stone, how does this fucking thing work? Does it make shit or doesn't it? I, f- I feel like Patty Jenkins and, and I think Jeff Johns was the yeah. other writer. Yeah, yeah. I think they were going for that throwback tone of the 80s with that opening, those two opening scenes. And they, I think they wanted to, you know, they wanted to do the nerdy bad guy villain again. It's not It's not the best, but they were like, let's do a throwback movie. And then they also wanted to have this this wishing stone. They wanted to have this like vibe of like a throwback, right? Like a comic book throwback thing. But everything they wrote, it just didn't fit together all that well, and it was a little too convoluted. And when you when you dissect it, you're like, this is not even just like bad comic book logic. This is just bad in general. Well, it's like a Frankenstein because it, what happens is they're just doing okay. So they're taking like t- tidbits of all different movies mm-hmm. and different things. They're taking like a quantum leap here. Yeah, they're taking this Donner thing. They're taking this and that and wishes and shit like that, like Aladdin. All of these different tropes and you know the nerdy person, blah blah blah, all of that stuff. And they're hodgepodging it together, but it's not done better than the source material that they're pulling it from, and it's not done as well. So it's kind of like. A Frankenstein done badly? It was like Oil yeah. Typhoon meets Con Artist. And like, don't do both. Just <laughs> yeah. pick one. Which one is he? <laughs> That's a good and, point. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then, but like, they do that. But then they're also trying to, like, so you're like, okay, so. But he's a dad that cares about his kids. Exactly. I was going to say, they're trying to make him like the most evil megalomaniac ever. He's just so goddamn selfish. But he's really just doing it because he has a son and he yeah. was wetting the bed as a little fucking guy. So you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to feel about Maxwell Lord? Am I supposed to think he's just over the top cheesy? Am I supposed to think he's the most selfish motherfucker in the world? Am I supposed to think that he's actually just doing this for his kid? Am I supposed to think, oh man, I feel really bad because he got abused as a kid? Like, yeah, what are we yeah. supposed to even think about him? And then Barbara I just gets relegated to his bodyguard and he gets no fleshing out. And then uh, Wonder Woman cock blocks uh, Kristen Wiig. Oh. She's trying to get with, with him and he she comes in like, and it's like, no, I don't like you with this guy. Remember? She oh, was yeah. like, cock blocked him. Yeah, she thought he was up to no good. Oh, that's right. We, we, we got to get her. back to the the Kristen Wiig as, as Cheetah. What did you, well, we can start with Logan. What did you think of her final form where it's not even her? It's like Taylor it's, Swift that's in a cat. Not, is that, that not her? She didn't look like her. No, that wasn't, definitely wasn't her. And the, and the CGI. Not in that even battle. the face part was her. Logan. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like, uh, you know, it It was, first of all, I was really convoluted about, like, how she got that way in the first place. Like, you not only yeah. are you going from this guy can pick what he gets from the person that's wishing. So, he, like you said, he took that from the crystal, right? Like, not, he doesn't just get something that's, like, metaphoric. He's like, I get your army, and right. then he gets it. 
And so then he's like, hey, I take your, what do you say? Like your fury, your fury. He took somebody's and he said to her, like during his like wish granting big thing. So he gave his power to her right. and handed it to her. And then she yeah. looked like, like, a, like the weirdest. Well, she, she said she, she already got like the wish of becoming like a wonder woman, but right. then yes. she, she's, he's like, I feel really good about you or something. You get another wish. Yeah. And did, she's like, I want to be an apex predator. Yeah. But don't forget, said. you only get to grant, you only get one great wish. That's why at the end, his son is like wishing for him, like, Dad, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. And it wasn't working. Wait, you get one yeah. wish? He's made it seem like he goes, I'm generous. And he gave her two wishes. He, yeah, but he, it sounded like that on the plane. But what actually happened is he's, he got to the TV station. He gets the people to turn on the satellites with all the particles. <laughs> yes, Let's talk about I, it. Yes, I can and, hear them. And he's going, he's kind of like starts hearing the wishes and he starts saying like, I take, I, your wish is granted. I take your strength. Yeah, and he starts okay, getting yeah. more powerful. Then he yeah. goes, I grant your wish. I take your fury, your furiousness and your something to her. Yeah. And you'll see she, she gets it. And that's when she turns her back. I didn't catch that till the second watch. And then oh. for some reason, she's a cheetah. Yep. <laughs> well, she said she wanted to be an apex predator. That could have been mm-hmm. anything. I guess the cheetah is apex. And then the silliest yeah. thing is at the end where he's just like, I renounce my wish and he runs off and then he's gone. Well, that's it. Well, 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 before we get to the, the renouncing and all that, because that's that deserves a discussion. <laughs> the, the one thing about the cheetah, the they allude to like they allude to in the beginning because Gal Gadot is wearing cheetah stilettos. Leopard, yeah. Leopard there, there's stilettos. a stuffed cat in her office, so that, too. But then, yeah, she becomes a cheetah. And so bad. it's like... And then they, they do, like, for most of it, it's uh, Kristen Wiig, like, just getting, like, sexed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I was, like, perplexed. I'm going, at the end, first off, the CGI is terrible. It's a really bad battle. Yeah, and it's in um, the nighttime. It becomes a different actress, right? Yeah. Then yeah. they're both in the water, and they're, she's like, you got you to gotta stop. You got to stop. Gal Gadot's like, you got to stop. And she goes, okay, I'm going to do it. And she electrocutes her in the water, right? Mm-hmm. Right, she electric so like cats in the water they get electrocuted. Okay, <laughs> but how come that didn't affect Her, Wonder Woman? Yes, and also cheetah. And, and if and if and if and if and if it's because um or like if it's because Wonder Woman is super powerful, didn't Kristen Wiig's character? Become Wonder Woman. It should have affected both because of, them. of their witch, so it wouldn't have affected her. Mm-hmm. It, so she, what happened? Yeah. She was just <laughs> swinging around, inconsistent, but <laughs> on those live wires also earlier, and that didn't fucking electrocute yeah. her. And did she didn't renounce Very her wish either? So both of the bad guys get away. My, which I thought my was favorite funny. thing about the Kristen Wiig since we're talking about her, yeah, go ahead, is that they do that one scene where she she's bad in heels. And then all of a sudden she becomes like Wonder Woman. She can walk in heels. Yeah. And then like she's in this like black outfit and she's like, oh, whatever. And then they, they do the thing where she goes to the gym. I thought that, and, scene and that was gym hilarious. outfit is so unflattering. Uh, it makes her look like 10 years older. And she looks horrible in the gym. Did you, they kind <laughs> of like, made her. She was kind of sexy in that black dress, though. I'll tell you. Well, yeah, you can, you know, well, and the I dress was good. I, I don't want, and I don't want to make this about shitting on Kristen Wiig because, like, I think she came in and she was like, "I'm in a Wonder Woman movie," you know, like Kristen. Well, Wiig. Man, I just say how they shot it wasn't flattering. Yes, like, I, they, yes, they, yes. They, they knew how to shoot her flattering in that mm-hmm. one scene, and yeah. then they kind of like did they forgot what they were doing in this. It, I guess it looked cheesy, it looked too funny. There was know? a line she had in the White House when she like becomes like you you, you were saying uh, um, they were you know her his bodyguard. It's like he starts she starts protecting Max and she has this line where he's like no one hurt her. Yes. And she goes they couldn't if they tried. They couldn't. I was like, if oh they tried. God, 
Really? <laughs> I th- I was a little disappointed with Wig's performance. I don't think it's her fault. I thought she would have been a little bit better. I but I think it's just a bad script. It's a bad script. Mm-hmm. They made her act like a fucking nerdy, nebbish, I mean, you, goofy. You, you pigeonholed her into yeah, the nerdy, yeah. that, that character that we've seen seven times yes, already. Yes, yes. Why? Why? Because she, she is really good in Ghostbusters. She's good in everything I've I seen mean, her in. The solution to this is to not make her a first day of work nerdy girl. She should have been. She can still be nerdy and like as a nerd as who knows her shit. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. But she should be like in competition with her. They, they should be like people who work together and, and almost she equal. wants to one up her. Yeah. And then now she finally gets the edge yeah. and she can use it. Yeah. That's more like competitive and whatever. But they want to make her sympathetic. And so they think that making her a goofball is like automatic sympathy. And I think that that's just lazy. Yeah. Uh, the end of it when everyone's renouncing, I had so many questions. Oh my god! So I, can I can I can I just verbally talk through this? Yes. What just so that we can get <laughs> yes, through what, what happens? Because so, I'm still not sure what the fuck happened. No, you, you no one knows. <laughs> maybe, maybe Logan knows. He can he can comment <laughs> yeah. after. Um. So the the whole movie, it's been established that you need physical contact with the the stone or Maxwell Lord to get your wish granted. And he f- comes across these satellites that can emit particles that can touch people. Yes. So he gets in the, find these satellites and broadcasts to the world, starts granting these wishes. First off, I'm going, okay, he can touch the people, but how are the people touching him? How does he hear everything? How, how did, no, well, not only that, but how are they, there's no physical, there's still no physical contact. No. So how, like, how is he granting these wishes? Then at some point, Wonder Woman comes in, they're, they're not, they don't do a big battle, and instead it's like a verbal like battle. And he's like in this beam and he's still able to grant wishes. I don't know how he's hearing anything. And Wonder Woman is able to put this magic lasso that we established on him. And now through the lasso, she's able to talk to the world through the lasso, through him, is through that the magic what, beam. Is that what I was like? How could everybody hear her? What the shit how is, is going happening? On? It was tied to the camera. To, to, the and then to end it. Here. Everyone renounces their wish. She convinces every every goddamn person in the world. Yeah, we can't even wear a mask, but they're gonna renounce their wish. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, but not everybody. You guys can comment on all that. That I just had yeah. to talk through it. The, the fact that we can get everyone on the same page to make uh, to take their wishes back, but they, we can't get people to go into a store wearing a mask. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, here's it's, but um, fuck. Here's my yeah, question. It makes no sense. Why does wishing make it so windy that she can't even get to Maxwell Lord? How come they can hear her? Did everyone renounce? There must have been a couple of motherfuckers out there going, I'm not fucking renouncing this. I don't this. think Kristen Wiig uh, renounced, but she was back to normal. When Max Max renounces first, then everyone renounces. But when he renounces, shouldn't everything just go back to normal right there at that moment? Well, a look, lot the, did. You know, like the wall the went wall back did, yeah, disappeared. Yeah. And the nukes are start vanishing. And but but everybody remembers what happens. Yeah. So it's that's not a like a, it would have been better if it was a yeah. wipe and everybody just went Mind back to wipe. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody remembers what happened. And that's weird. Everybody saw Remember Wonder that Woman. remember that weird day in nineteen eighty four? Yeah, remember when Bruce Wayne could figure this out. Bruce Wayne his Google search didn't go back to nineteen eighty four. Couldn't we, figure out that this some weird shit happened. Nobody heard of this not, with Wonder Woman with Diana and Wonder Woman. Wait, you, you weren't alive in nineteen eighty four when I got my fucking wish and I got like this I got Pamela Anderson on me and then all of that went away and the world was ending. What happened? <laughs> I got my parents back that day. You know, suddenly they were gone. Listen, I'll give Max credit that he did create global chaos and there was Kind of global states, it didn't but need it was to be dumb. that. It didn't need to be that. It didn't feel. It, it felt like it was sandwiched in, and it feel like it, it didn't feel like it made any sense. 
And then at the end, he's just nothing happens to him. No, he gets away. They both get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happens to anybody. Logan, and can you explain any of this? That was my that was gonna be my biggest thing was like at the end, it just seems like it ends. It's like, well, what happened to everyone? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, like, right. it's like no one even cares about the movie that's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a great point. I think shit. you nailed it. That's the big problem of the movie. But um, That's another thing I wanted to talk well, about. I have a couple quick. more things. Go ahead. The invisible plane. Oh, First okay. of all, the yes. fact that Steve Trevor can drive this that, plane. Okay, that's my, here's my. And then she, she can all of a sudden has invisibility powers. <laughs> okay, wait, before we get to invisibility powers, here's my line of questions. How does Steve Trevor know how to fly a modern day plane? Why does the Smithsonian have a fully loaded, fueled up working plane? And is there a runway by the Smithsonian they use to get the fuck in rain. the air? And can, that, and can that little plane make it to Egypt? Definitely, yeah, they had <laughs> enough people to make it to Egypt and back, mind you. Not even there, there and back. Now, I thought it was clever how she worked in the silly, goofy, invisible jet. Nice Easter egg. You know, the, in the comics, it's a silly fucking thing where you just see her sitting in an invisible thing flying right. in the air. It's dumb. It's the one of the more silly things that they uh, have. But I, I'll say character. I had no problems with that, though. I was like, you know what? Invisible jet. Fine. All right. I'll take that. That's cool. Like, it was the Steve flying. You yeah. Know? How the fuck does he know how to fly this thing? I just think that it's weird. Like, Look. They could have just fucking saved all of this and just said it in the modern time. Yes. And she yes. heard, first of all, she could have, it would make, they don't need to set this. There's no, no. reason this needs to be in the 80s. Yeah, there is right. none. No. And if they said it in modern, in, in current times, you know, she could have said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to abandon the sword. I'm not going to do that shit anymore. I yeah. want to, you know, she don't have to worry about hiding herself. She could develop new powers that we don't know about, like flying and doing the fucking shit because she hadn't done them yet. So like all of this stuff, it, it, it if you've seen the other three movies she was in, it kind of like is like you're, and if you have expectations based on those movies, yeah. you're gonna be like, what the fuck am I watching? What year did the Linda Carter show come out? Because like now I'm just thinking like, was this just a Warner Brothers snake move again? Like okay, what, this was the biggest year for Linda Carter. This is gonna be moms that this age this year that are gonna do it. Guess what? Moms have kids and daughters. Like, was this just, like, a big thing from the get-go? That makes uh, me sick. aired from 1975 to 1979, and then re- I remember watching this as a kid in reruns growing up in the early 80s. It was on with the... It's still mm-hmm. on. It's still uh, on. It's still on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now it's on uh, HBO Max. You can right. Well, the thing about it being in 84 is it, it brings up all these questions. First off, like, what we talked about. Okay, this happened. This weird fucking day happened yes. in 84. How come we haven't heard about this? Yeah. This is a huge event. Yeah. Like, Marvel will allude to... Um, you know, in Civil War, they alluded to all the past movies and were like, look, this is why it's at Civil War. But if you would have put it in modern times, at least now there's stakes, right? Like, we know that Wonder Woman survives. Yeah. If you put it in 84. Yeah. We know Steve, we know Steve's going to go away again. Like, that, so, it was predictable. I wanted to get to Steve real quick. I, for, I like his, I like Steve. Don't get me wrong. I, I liked, the, I liked bringing him back. I didn't like the way they brought him back in another body. But, man, that, like, departure from him and where he just was like i can't be here blah 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 mm. and him and wonder woman kiss i felt like that was handled really poorly like that's a, that should be a really emotional moment yeah, it wasn't. and if you're not going to handle that moment very well then don't even have him in the it's movie. a weird choice to have her remember the kiss and she walks away and then you hear him in the background goes i'll always love you diana and i thought that they was just it weird. Really weird it was weird like you're, you're not it's not even like a, a weighty moment no. where you're like sitting there and you're like getting the feels it's just like oh he's here 
oh, okay, he's gone. Oh, wait, she's flying now. And he was with us the whole movie. Like, give us yeah. the payoff. Like, where's yeah. the right. goodbye? Like, what do we, like, I'd put him in another plane or something. Exactly. There wasn't, like, a good payoff to he him He was leaving. the only comedic uh, relief in the movie. And, and you did, like, an awesome, like, him dying in the first one. That was a super emotional moment. So you, if you can't recreate that moment or make, like, add a nuance, add nuance to that moment or add something different, then you totally waste that moment. Did, by any, did anybody else feel like large parts of this movie felt like a fucking made-for-TV fucking movie to me? The yeah. way, I don't know why, yeah. the way it was shot, the production. The, the, one of the things I also thought was really disturbing is that like so much time has passed since Steve Trevor, and she's still pining away for him. Yeah, that's a little, like, and I think, a little like, weird. But, okay, I can, if you do it in a subtle way, like a, but like... They don't even allude to that she's had other boyfriends. Seventy years, she's just anything. been pining like, for Steve she, Trevor. You know, she has to get it in every once in a I while. Know, it's no, something. Yeah, but seventy years, no, nothing. She's waiting. It just for seems him. pathetic. Yeah, that waiter's like, uh, "You're just sitting for one," and yeah. she's like, "Yep," and he like <laughs> so picks up awkward. all the silverware right in front of her. And I was like, "So what are we supposed to think? Like, she's been single since we saw her in the last movie for seventy you guys, years. You guys are spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, and <sighs> again, throw in the fact that. She came from a world where men didn't exist. So, although she found love, she was fucking fine without men. Yeah, true. She could be fucking fine without she like she could like pine for him, and we could do that. But it doesn't need to be like this thing that's like a weight bearing thing on the rest of her life. Oh my god, like it's I'm ev- never going to find another man. In her apartment, right? Right? Like she, her culture doesn't even interact with men. Yeah, she should be like, yeah, like this sucks. But I, I will get by. But like I will men. be fine because I, I've been raised to not fucking fall in love with men. Imagine you had like kind of like a lesbian thing with her and Kristen Wiig. That's what I thought. That's what I thought they were going for. Steve Trevor comes in and fucks it up. You know, that would have been interesting. What happened to the female empowerment and that women can get things done and all yeah. that? That was all was just, gone. I, can't, I just can't believe that she wrote this. Yeah, that she wanted it. Like it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't do anything about. I mean, I. In, in in a way, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised by that <laughs> that it's not like this kind of like over the top feminist movie, but yeah. like at the same time, I didn't expect that from her, or what you know how important Wonder Woman is. So I don't know. I think the underlining like like you can tell we all have like some animosity in our. It's because it just felt empty. It felt like yeah, all mm-hmm. these major cliches. And with it at being at Christmas time, I mean, it felt like that end Christmas scene was just plugged in there. Like it felt like the fakest last ten minutes of a movie. Like where I was like, "What is happening? What just happened to me?" Watching this for the second time, <laughs> it's not original. It's kind of predictable. Well, it's just like I did have fun watching it, but at the same time, it's like the minute you think about like this is a two hundred plus two hundred million dollar budget. Yes, film yeah. that is d- you have. Uh, this woman who's directing it, who basically like got rid of all of the people that worked on the previous film that she did that was successful, yeah. and she wanted to kind of steer it in her own her own way. And I was just like, all right, yeah, I enjoyed it because the actress that was selected that she didn't even pick for the role, Zack Snyder, yeah, 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 you know, like you know, she she can hold the camera. She she's a star. All right, so you have that in your favor. You have the. The suit that he designed looks great. That work that looks great. Yeah. Okay, boom, that's working for you right there. And uh, you know, so like she had a lot of um, stuff that was there because of Zack Snyder. And then she, this was her movie to kind of 
put her stamp on it. And what she did was kind of like sully it a little bit, if you ask me, but like not not improve it. To to Logan's point about it feeling empty, I think a lot of that again. I I initially I enjoyed it coming out of it because of maybe low expectations, but you know upon our analysis, I I definitely agree with everyone that what everyone is saying. I think like part of the reason though I feel the way I feel about this movie is that first one, you know, it does have flaws, but it felt so important, right? Like it was like Wonder Woman on the big screen, and not only did they like. Pull, put Wonder Woman on the big screen, but they they pulled it off. Like it, it felt like a movie event. Like, and they had that big scene where she does the the no man's no land. Man's like everything kind of hit yeah. in a way that went. This character is not only like cool, but this character is important. That's why this movie and, is disappointing, right? Which is now you go into this film yeah. and you choose to make the character like they they went the throwback route, but then they put her in this like cheesy convoluted plot. plot and as Logan mentioned, by the end you're like what happened and like why did they not like this like should have been another moment for yeah, Wonder Woman, where it should have been like the continuation yeah. of this amazing yeah. franchise with patty jenkins leading the way and gal gadot and it's just not it's just it's just flat well, you know what's the, what's the takeaway at the end of this film when you when you finished what do you think like what, what have you learned about like nothing wonder woman like she doesn't grow it, you don't learn anything so like, more about her okay so uh so got Superman two, Superman two was about, um, you know, Clark Kent giving up yeah, Superman yep. so he could be with Lois Lane. Yep. And similar, I didn't even understand. First of all, that movie makes no sense. That's a terrible movie. Like they, <laughs> that movie that makes movie. no sense. I, I love it too, but it's and it's not good. You have to be able to acknowledge that. The, the, what's the reason that he can't? Why can't he be with Lois and still and, have powers? I don't. Yeah, know. it doesn't yeah. make any That's sense. Is he going to fucking poison her? They don't. Yeah. They don't ever introduce any reason why. Kryptonian Actually, semen. to that no powers point, they like they tease that right. Yeah. They go. Well, you're losing your powers, like Wonder Woman. That's that's part of the reason she gets Steve Trevor is she's losing her powers. So I'm like, oh, they're going to go that route where she has to use like her ingenuity and like not just rely on her powers to defeat the enemies. But they they only touch on that for like twenty minutes of the film, and then, they and then she it. has her powers back, yeah. and she's actually more powerful because yeah. she can fly now. And it like had nothing to do with the lesson. Like you were yeah, like, right. okay, yes. so she just lost her power. She's like yeah. fighting those tanks right in the desert, and you're like, who cares about this? Like first of all, she's pushing a tank. She's losing her powers, but like she's pushing a tank. She's pushing the tank. She's fine, but then she gets shot and she's bleeding, and then she's stuck in between the two things. And Steve has to save her a couple yeah. times. I was yeah, like, this with is that, Wonder that Woman. Launcher. What kind of Wonder Woman is this? Steve is saving your ass. Those ki- why are those kids in the street? Get out! You don't of the see street. these things running down. You can't the street. even hold on to the rope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it no. was just confusing, right? Because like she, as you mentioned, she's pushing the tank. So I'm like, okay, she's fucking strong. But then she gets hit with the bullet, and I'm going, oh, okay. Like I didn't even think she was losing her powers. I just it went, was not oh, clear. Like, the bullet yeah. hit her skin. It didn't. She normally has to block the bullets with her gauntlets. I'm like, oh, she's bleeding, but whatever. Like it. Okay, bullets affect her if they hit her skin. But then it's like, oh, wait, she's losing her powers. But then they like they don't go the full route with that. Well, and the first thing yeah. is, what are Wonder Woman's powers? They don't explain and- <laughs> that really. Nobody knows. So here's the thing. like I, the, uh, the CGI, the action was so 
it was so weightless and like cartoony physics that it totally took me out of the movie. I do love the flying scene. Like I thought that, that running was, scene. The, everybody talks about the running scene. The running scene is wacky physics. Her swinging around like Spider Man is also kind of <laughs> strange. Uh, and but I loved the flying scene. That was a really nice moment, but nothing like No Man's Land. Like, why Still. does she have to ride the lightning with her with her rope? That right? didn't make any sense either. What about um, when she look. grabs the plane from, like, a mile oh, away? That, okay, that so one. that's what I wanted to talk about. This physics, what, there's also that missile. He launches the missile, and she grabs it with the lasso. There's no way that missile's that, fucking that pulling. That lasso is, yes. like, a thousand meters long. Yes. It's like it all of a sudden became Spider-Man's web. She couldn't even stop the bullet from before, and he's like, here, I'll shoot this missile toward those kids. And you grab it. No, And then if she lassoed that plane, that plane is coming right out of the sky. It's going <laughs> down. You're not flying on the fucking plane. That's not how physics works, people. What are you doing? So I just nothing but questions. But it's not I even have. the physics. I I don't want to like because you can question the physics on everything. Yeah, yeah you can't get bogged down. It just has to make but sense. It, yeah, it has like, to make yeah. sense within like, the plot. Yeah, but yeah, here's the yeah. thing: you watch Iron Man. That's Iron Man. <laughs> He's got boosters and rockets, <laughs> and it makes sense how he fucking right. flies. They how tried. She's flying on the way to the last fight, the big fight, and she's like learning how to fly. And I'm like still confused about how that's working. And I'm like, <laughs> she's can anyone fly? The air. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this you just the, have to want it enough. Well, can I just say one thing right before I forget yeah. it? This yeah. is really important. Okay, so um, the Smithsonian in Washington D.C. Yes. Uh, where this is all going down with the president's thing yeah. in Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, where she gives up her powers is in Washington, D.C., where, where she says, I renounce my wish, yeah, or whatever, yeah. is in Washington, D.C. Then she flies into the air for three hours, then goes to her apartment, <laughs> gets the suit. Yep, that was what I was, gonna, that's what I was gonna say, the suit. Where was she going? Where was she flying? She was just going for a spin? Like, <laughs> did it make any sense? And I was like, why oh, do you funny. need the suit now? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, have your like you have your powers back. And so you went to your apartment whenever, like, all this was going on? You had to go get you it. know, like women need to dress the part. They need to <laughs> get my outfit. They wanted this to. Is- I mean, they wanted to sell toys, and they wanted to make the third fight scene, like the big where she, you know, she's in a new. Yeah. Like she's, it, it's cool. Like she's in a new suit. This is like the she's leveling up. Yeah. It, as you said, it does. You didn't need the suit. Yeah. Put or put her in before, and then she gets it back. You know. And then she gets rid of the wings. Yeah. That's strange. Well, she the fuck strange. The wings pops up. them off. How did Barbara know that she's going to be at the White House? How did Barbara know she was going to be anywhere? <laughs> like. The move would be when, like we said this about ten times, when she didn't have her powers to use the suit. Yep, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. And then, then when she doesn't need it and she could fly without those wings, then you got a moment. But they don't, have, for some reason, like the shit that you can see coming a mile away. They didn't. They didn't do any of that stuff. There, there's a lot of really scary things when you factor in that Patty Jenkins wrote and directed this movie. They're like, oh my god, this is. This doesn't say a lot of good things for the Star future. Star Wars of this thing. fans, look out here. Rogue Squadron is in her hands. Okay, let's talk about the post credit scene and then we'll just wrap it up and rank it. Uh, Linda Carter is Asteria. It's fun. Great nod to the 70s. Are they setting up a Wonder Woman 3? I thought it was, it was okay. It was fine. It didn't, again, doesn't really amount to anything. They could have teased like a future movie or something, but I guess that's the tease. What'd you guys think of that? I mean, it's just a good way to get her finally to be a part of the film. But, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have the connection to Linda Carter. I never watched watched it, so. Dude, but, you you have HBO Max. Check it out, dude. She's, she is sexy. But I, I did find it, um, I found it cute, but also a little cheesy that she, yeah. like, looks into the camera. Yeah. It's like, it's um, great. okay, now we're Deadpooling this? Yeah. 
I've been doing this for years. Wink. She's going to find Diana and be like, what the fuck did you do with my suit? God damn it. I told you. Keep the wings out. I, I, I still, that suit. Like, so she was able to hold off men like by herself in that suit. But yeah. But then Gal Gadot wears a suit and uh, granted, Cheetah's powerful, but she just she tears it up. that fucking yeah, she suit. She's up. only had the powers for like a day. Yeah. Right. How does she know even what to do? There was, yeah, there was a lot of Spider-Man swinging. I don't know. So not yeah. just not even that they were like swinging nowhere. You were like that thing's hooked up nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, where's the other? It, it was kind of like the um the bullseye daredevil fight in the in the oh, in yeah. the in the chapel. Oh where yeah, where they're just swinging on things oh. for no reason. It's like why do both of these characters swing? Why do they look like rubber right now? Yeah, what is going on? Some of it was a little rubbery. I was surprised at how bad this, some of the CGI was. Well, they, and they you know All and they, you, could, you know what you know how they know it was bad. Yeah. They fucking they made that scene in the complete dark. It's, it was all in the muddy darkness we saw in the trailer, and I was like, "That's really dark." I hope it's brighter. It's not. And they showed all the good shit in the fucking trailer, pretty much. Well, because the, the dirty secret is this movie's two and a half hours and has barely any action. Maybe Patty Jenkins should have listened to Warner Brothers on this one note of, "Hey, you gotta fucking cut something. Cut one of those things. It's too fucking long." She knows. She's good. I know the movie's too long. It's not. It's. I don't she even think it's it. as simple as cutting something. I no. think this. It's just a completely shit script that needs and, to be completely rewritten. And it, and it really does scare me for like other stuff. Like I know Patty's yeah. the lead and all this, yeah. but but it's like wh- like if this is the tone that you're going into the new year and you've got all this DC slated stuff up, like that that end credit scene. We haven't even talked about the the, Aster- the when Asteria yeah you know, comes in. Even then, I was like, that's cool, but that that's it. That's all I felt. Right. I was like, I'm not feeling this. Well, I, I I was biting my tongue so much because you had quoted, uh, maybe I did, Hamada and going, well, they'll just accept it if they make good movies. If they make I'm like, good movies. Wait, this is the movie you, you came out with when you mm. when you had this big piece on the New York Times and you're going to be like, well, people will accept it if you make good movies. Well, publicly, they're calling this a success with their move to fast track Wonder Woman 3 with Look, Patty and I, Gal Gadot. They're like, this is a success. We're going to make another one right now. I think to. you could do a lot yeah. of silly shit and if you're really going for it, you could like like Deadpool. Like if you're really going for it and you're doing silly shit and you're really being earnest about it and you really love what you're doing and you it's kind of like out of love, then it makes sense. I think that this was a case where you have someone who's working on the film who doesn't really understand what it's supposed to be and um it just shows because they're not using a lot of canon of anything like like Maxwell Lord's uh, origin really is different. different. Yeah, his uh, powers Cheetah's are... origin is different. Yeah. Um, all of this, like even the fact that Diane is working as a freaking in a museum, I don't think that that's uh, canon either. I think she, I thought she worked for the government. No, or, or am I wrong Not, about that? Wonder Woman's thing is so convoluted. I don't, I don't think they know what to do with Diana, so they're like, just make her an archaeologist. Well, they, She's they always made in a tweaks museum. to Maxwell Lord and Cheetah, but they, it wasn't like they were better tweaks. No, here's my only issues. <laughs> Maxwell Lord in the comics has mind control powers, which are arguably... He's Purple Man. Yeah, yes, it makes Purple Man, which is an amazing villain, Jessica Jones, makes more sense than this Dreamstone wish bullshit. And Cheetah is legit, iconic, one of Wonder Woman's most close, intimate, biggest villains. They kind of fucking wasted well, that. Well, I, I, she is like the arch enemy, but 
she's also a very tough character to pull off, and there's been like 17 versions yeah, of that Yeah, Barbara character. is one of four versions of Cheetah, <laughs> and even her origin in the comic is very comic booky. It's like she was in a jungle and found a tribe found a cheetah, that, yeah. uh, that they worship cheetahs, and they got the powers from the but that, thing. But that's the, even better than what they did yes, with this. Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it gives you a reason for her to be a cheetah. And they don't right. shoehorn right. it to Diana. Like, at least they didn't make Maxwell Lord connected to Diana. It happened separate, but cheetah happened you know they didn't make the connection they did the fucking it's just the same silly fucking tropes why couldn't they change one thing instead of just doing what's been done over and over again uh i don't know a couple of easter eggs there were many we talked about the dude looking like uh steve trevor on the tv show so there's a Hans zimmer piece called beautiful lie that plays during batman versus superman during the martha moment and when bruce is attending the funeral for his parents you can hear that piece at the end when Diana is somehow talking to the world. Is this lazy or brilliant? You decide. I don't know. Just reuse inconsequential. No one knew that that happened. No one cared. No one, no one. No one could tell that that was the music. Bilotti picked that out though. I'll tell you. He made. He he did notice that and he posted about that. Huh? Simon Stagg, who is Pedro Pascal, Max Lord's, uh, the guy who was giving the money, his boss. That dude's from the comics. He's been in the Arrowverse on CW. There was a photo of Etta Candy, Lucy Davis, from the first. Um, the first movie that was, she was really funny. There's a photo of her and Diana, like on a cruise and she's old. And then of course, invisible jet, Linda Carter, blah, blah, blah. That's about it. I thought this was funny. Pedro Pascal was actually in the failed wonder woman pilot for NBC all those years ago with Adrian Palicki. Oh shit. Yeah. And now he's in the, I remember that. Now he's in he's in a shitty wonder woman pilot. Now he's in a shitty wonder woman movie. I'll tell you this about Pedro Pascal. I I watched the, uh, little 30 minute like wonder woman premiere on hbo max where they like yeah. brought in the fans and stuff yeah i mean i don't know if you guys saw that he was no. like the happiest dude i'd ever seen like he looks like he's just like on top of the he's world this it. guy oh he's riding the wave yeah. he's 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 on top for sure it's his year for sure uh okay let's rate the movie and rank it out of the dceu movies there are now a total of nine movies. You can do you can full ranking or say wherever it's going to go, whatever you guys want to do. But the nine DCU movies existing, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84. Now we know Joker now is this outlier. You can put it in there if you want, whatever. But it's not technically DCEU. Um, Logan, want to take a stab at it first? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, um, do you guys do like the like I give you my take and then the ranking type thing? Like, just oh, yeah. whatever yeah, you okay. want. To. You can do it out of ten, and then you can rank it wherever you want. Yeah, we can get it. I and mean, we always want an explanation why. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, I, I, talking it through today, I, I definitely got angry a few times, which I'm not proud of. <laughs> I'm um, glad we this, that, this tends to happen when yes. we all find a movie that we want to shit on together. <laughs> it makes you angry. About it does a little bit. But that being said, I still like if I watch it a third time. I think that there's parts of it that I really do still. Have have a genuine good time like the action does look you know somewhat good even though i can't they didn't need her to ride lightning i enjoyed watching her ride lightning yeah um i would i'm gonna give this on your guys's uh yeah i think you guys go to 10 i'm gonna yeah. go 6.0 okay oh, okay all right where would you uh if you want to place it between the widths of the dceu where would oh, you put it I, oh i see and then if i'm ranking it out of these like yeah. just in the yeah. list like i just stick it in yeah, just put it, put it like, where would you, where, let's see, nine movies where you can either, you can give your full rankings or you can just be like, this is a, the fifth best movie, yeah, the sixth, the fourth, yeah. the first. Oh, that's great. Okay, so out of this list, I would say it's better than Birds of Prey. Oh. It is as good as Aquaman. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, that's fair. I can see that. Yeah. 
Uh, rugs. I well, oh, I'm gonna give it a six as well. Yeah. Because it's a movie. <laughs> it is. It it's a movie, and it's better than average. Yeah. Um, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, and everybody who's in this film actually. They didn't sleep. They didn't come in and sleepwalk through this movie. They actually tried. Um, there was an effort made, but I just think it was misguided and poorly written. And someone should have came in and, and, and talked some sense. I mean, I know that they had screenings that didn't go over well and they did reshoots. But I mean, I have no idea how they how, how much more convoluted could it have been. <laughs> Sounds like Jenkins was not taking any fucking notes from the studio. Uh, even yeah, if they were good. So, the fact that the stars themselves and the costume and some of the set pieces pull this above uh, an average film, that's the best I can do with it. I think that um, I wanted to give it to like a, a – I wanted it to be like a 7 or an 8, yeah, but it's no, just not there. No. Um, as far as uh, how do I rank it, uh, it's – it's um, even though it, every guy in this movie is like a piece of shit and that is like <laughs> running after, I mean, sh- she's gorgeous. Of course, every guy's going to be looking at her and gawking at her, but literally every guy's garbage in this movie. Um, and just like birds of prey. Uh, so uh, it's, <laughs> I feel like, uh, it's better. I, I have a better time with it than birds of prey. It's better than suicide squad. I feel like, yeah, um, it, it maybe it's nudging up against. Uh, it's, it's probably about as good as Justice League. Oh shit! Okay, with Aquaman on top. You know, um, uh, BVS. I don't know. It's a better film than this. It makes more sense than this film. You know, the tone is more even. One more thing I, I want to oh, add. Shit. It's just you know, looking at this list again, I definitely feel a similar feeling I felt on a lot of these. That like the characters and the actors, the pieces are there. Yeah, it was just like who got in here and jumbled up stuff. It's always Warner Brothers fucking with the product is what ends up happening and not having any faith in, in well, anything. Just, know what it is? It's just them not having enough respect for the source material and the fandom and what people expect. Now, I said this on Twitter. I said um, they want to subvert expectations, and that's not what fans want. Fans have high expectations, and they want you to meet those high expectations. And you know what? Not a lot of people can do that. So maybe just shoot for that. Meet expectations, exceed expectations. Don't subvert the expectations and let everyone down. You know, I think that that's the problem. The directors like to do that because they like to smell their own farts. <laughs> okay. They're nose bowlers. They're nose bowling squilks. Anthony, what do you got? I got a complicated rating. This is, this is really tricky. Yeah, go ahead. Coming out of the movie, I went six, six and a half. Yeah. As I thought about it, read some stuff, discussed it with you guys. I'd have it at a four. Oh shit! Um, oh but to, shit! I haven't watched the movie twice, so I still have to like kind of give my initial glee from watching the film some credit. Yeah. So I'm gonna go five point five out of out of ten. Okay. Um, but nice. I think I feel like if I watch this movie again with what I've discussed with you guys, I would probably rank it like a four or even like a three yeah. and a half. It's it, you can lose your enthusiasm Very as quickly. you watch. Yeah. Very quickly. As far as like where I'd rank it with the nine films, I feel like DC so for me, there's clearly like the two best films are Shazam and Wonder Woman. Yes. The, like that's clear for me. Yeah. The three like the two, three shittiest films are BVS, Suicide Squad and, and Justice League. Ah, for me. I will agree. So, I'm so far. There's I'm with this you. like weird amalgamation of like the middle which yes. is wonder woman 84 aquaman birds of prey and man of steel very hard to yes 
I feel like they're all like movies that have a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah so like yeah, yeah. I have this ranked as the third best DCEU film. Oh shit! You have it after Shazam. I, I have it after no I have it after well, oh. I think Shazam's actually the best. Oh, you put one uh, of Shazam on top, okay? But that doesn't mean it's actually like the third. Like it being third doesn't mean anything because I think it's like the same level as Aquaman. I think most. I it, w- one of my friends was like, "What do you like better, Aquaman or Wonder Woman?" It's I feel like most people close. say Aquaman because yeah. it's just bonkers nuts, yeah. but they both have a lot of problems. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's in the range of Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, B, uh, Batman, or Birds of Prey, and Man of Steel, where it's just. It's there. It happened. It can make you feel a certain way. Yeah. But there's a lot of fucking issues with this movie. And this is like kind of the trend that DC has is they make these movies that like are very either polarizing or just like you think about them and you go, eh. that was kind of strange. What a mess. Like what happened there? Welcome Walter Hamada to fandom. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. No, I. Okay. So and you're giving it a, what'd you say? Five? 5.5 but that score like goes down in my mind daily so i had a, like an opposite reaction like i said the second time when i knew what i was getting into i kind of was able to enjoy it as a fucking dumb turn off your brain popcorn 80s kind of whatever uh but i have i will give it a six i'm gonna give it a six but i i let me get specific with the rankings because i did the same thing you did anthony i'm gonna put wonder woman on top then I'm going to put Shazam. I really like Shazam. And there in Shazam is how you do fucking magic and heart and make it work. It's a surprisingly good movie. Then number three, I'm putting Birds of Prey because it's been on HBO and I've caught it a couple of times. It's kind of grown on me. I kind of do enjoy it. It is the first R-rated movie. Then I will put Aquaman and then Wonder Woman 84. And I only put Aquaman on top because fucking at least you had Black Manta and Ocean Master. And they just threw everything at that. You had a fucking octopus drumming. riding seahorses. And yeah, shit, yeah, riding seahorses and octopus playing drums. And they did throw everything at the wall. I thought it was a little more cohesive, successful than Wonder Woman 84. Then Man of Steel and then Justice League, BVS, Suicide Squad too. at the end. It's hard, though. <laughs> the middle is hard there. Well, yeah, I just think about like movies that movies that make sense. I think that Man of Steel makes sense. I think BVS makes sense in its own context. Mm-hmm. I think that when you have a house of cards that's imploding and then you call it a film, I think, and, but you enjoy, you'd rather watch that because it makes you feel good than watch something that you know is fucking even though it works as a film, it's like not representing the characters at all. It's just yeah. kind of a hard, it's a hard decision hard, to make. Hard to weigh because BVS and Man of Steel, as you mentioned, probably make sense within their own context. Right. But they're such like, they're like fork in the ground. Like, this is who we are. Right. Who, fuck you if you don't like <laughs> it. Like, they're, they're making that stand. Whereas Wonder Woman's like, just just like me a little bit, please. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to be cute over We're here. So you can't like... Like, it's hard to, like, hate the cute little puppy that, like, fucking eats everywhere, eats everything and shits on uh, everything. It's so Whereas, cute. like, it's- Man of Steel and BVS is, like, that fucking, like, I don't, I don't know, name, you name a fucking animal that just, like, plops in and is like, fuck all y'all. Fuck you right now. I mean, the opening scene on this one in Thermoscara is dope, and that's almost a different movie. So all you have to do is just watch the opening and then fast forward to the middle and then watch their flying and then just go to the cheetah fight and then just turn it's it just off. weird that like we i mean when you look at the when you look at like the, the just the amount of movies that in dc that don't really give people what they want like wonder woman does 
And and Shazam and maybe Aquaman yeah. too, and that's it. Listen, they'll get yeah. it right one of these days. Just well, Logan, what, you're the DC guy. What is your, what are your overall thoughts on us just shitting all over DC? <laughs> no, it's it's fair because uh, you know I, my thoughts are pretty similar. Because I, I mean, imagine how disappointed I was as like the DC fan. I was like, God, like Batman vs Superman to me just felt like it just wasn't good enough. Wonder Woman. The more and more I look at it. It like it feels like Wonder Woman, or I'm sorry, Warner Brothers was trying to pull one over on all of us and just yeah. put this like sugarcoat Christmas movie in front of us. And like the mm, more I look at it, point. I just get more and more like it's tainted. <laughs> at least Batman vs Superman think? was like, you know, we're gonna. You, you might not like how the Superman is, but like they're gonna fight, and like there's gonna be somewhat of a story here. And Wonder Woman's like, well, what am I watching? Like, what is this 1984 <laughs> circus show? Oh shit! What, what does this say about their like direction? Like, what do you think about them moving forward? If this is, I am put this out. I'm nervous, man. But the, yeah. the, the good thing is, Phase Four of the MCU kicks off on January 15th. So hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do have James Gunn, you know, kind of doing the Suicide Squad. Suicide I'm excited squad. for that. And then the spinoff, Matt Reeves should give us something good if he can break down Robert Pattinson and get that uh, performance <laughs> before he punks out of set because he can't fucking. They need somebody who really understands DC to be like just a p- part of this and still like like Kevin Feige does with Marvel. Well, and like, Walter mm-hmm. Hamada is not like a crazy comic book fan like Feige. No, they need, um, you need somebody because like, look at what happens. Look at what happens when you have like Favreau and Filoni. Yes, Filoni's like entrenched in Star Wars. It works so good. Like he, they can together, they can steer the ship and make sure that it feels right. And even though they're bending the rules here, then they are. They're doing. They're bending lots of rules, but they're bending them in a way where like people can kind of like get on board. Like they they fucked around with like you know a lot of the stuff that in the lore. But like okay. They're at least close, you know. When they look at it as fans, you know, they're like, "This is, you know, it's okay." Like Boba Fett is this guy. Like he would, he would do this, and like they know what we're thinking. On DC, they're like, "Well, people want this," and you're like, "Wait a minute, people want where's our where's our hero inside of DC's walls?" Yeah, they have no idea. They have no idea what people want. Clearly, it's it just disappoints. Like I look, I I hadn't thought about the DCEU in in a while since you brought since this movie. And they have Joker in there too, which isn't part of the ECU. But like, I, I was just thinking about Marvel the other day, and I had I was listening to this podcast where they're going back and rewatching all the Marvel ah. films, and I'm like, oh, how fun would that yeah. be? Like to go back and rewatch these films, yeah. and then I look at this ro- roster of you films, don't and I go, any of these. I don't know if I'd have fun while rewatching these Shazam movies is like fun. the same way I would with Marvel. Yeah. I, I wouldn't feel. And then like, there, there's so many different tones, and they're and you and they they tried to make a, a universe, but now they're like, uh, it's kind of like they 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 abandoned the ship and now they're back on it so i don't know how to feel about like this these nine films and looking back on them going like is 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 this part of the the continuing lore and if this is like are you proud of these these nine uh, films they're just the evidence of a mess is just all it's like a crime it's not scene. even a green lantern in here not yet they're trying to they're gonna oh. do hbo max screen lantern ah well, the, the first time they tried that that was that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't work out well. All right. That was, I'm glad we all got that off our chest. I was dying uh, to get that Look, off man, our chest. I, I, I love Wonder Woman and I loved that first movie. And I, I think that um, we were going to get something that we didn't get. <laughs> no, yeah. slightly no. disappointing. Okay. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Oh, my God. 
That would my That would run out of steam a little bit. Hope you're okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a couple of quick comments from our listeners from our Facebook group about Wonder Woman 1984. Daryl K. Simply saying Wonder Woman 1984 rating 5.5 out of 10. Smart okay. man. Uh, we had There was a great huge spoiler thread in the group. It's like 150 comments long if you want to uh, rant or dish on the movie or trash it. You can join us. Brent Han said, man, this did not live up to the first one. What a waste of Maxwell Lord. Uh, yeah, a little bit wasted. Jose Joel Cazares says, not impressed with the visual effects at all. Also, I felt like there should have been a god that showed up. She was really scared of the god and he never even showed up. That was, I had a question about the Dolos? Yeah, Del- what is it the god Delos? of mischief or deceit or wishes? Or Yeah, yeah I thought he was going to show up, but at, I guess they didn't want to copy the first film. At one point, Diana says like the, another cheesy, cheesy line. She goes, <laughs> it's the worst god of all. Yes, he's the worst of all. You know, this god. <laughs> I will say, look, as much as we bagged on the original ending of being a big CGI fest, I was watching clips of it again just earlier today, and... Uh, at, at least there's some fucking cool shit in there and stuff happens and there's a battle and I was like this uh, this is not that bad actually it's a lot better than the ending we got in 84 where the guy just goes <laughs> I run out my wish and runs off waving his hands <laughs> that's how that movie ends hugs his kid yeah Kevis Mitchell said this was not what I expected it's like the director had an idea of what they wanted to do and somewhere they lost their way after the opening scene yes mm-hmm. Kate Theum Said, I laughed so many times and not because of the jokes. Very disappointed. Mm, that's never good. Dion Robinson, it was just about 40 minutes too long. Scenes just lingered. All the exciting things about this movie were in the previews. Yeah, I hate it. All that is true. It was way too long and they showed everything. Uh, Jess Rivera has a multi-part question. I want everyone to answer this. This is kind of interesting. He said, A, did you plan on watching this opening night in the theaters? B, would you have watched after the glowing reviews? And then... It, I think he's being sarcastic there. Uh, right, obviously. And then four, <laughs> did you subscribe to HBO just for this movie? For me... Logan? Logan, want to go first? Yeah, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, right, I, yeah, I could knock these out. Uh, I No, theaters, not this year, which is with... The pandemic would you have watched after the glowing reviews i was in the same boat like i had friends texting me like as the angriest i had ever heard them oh, recently God. and so i was like oh i guess people really hate this same thing yeah. but i still watched it so yes and did you su- su- subscribe to hbo i already had it but i did put it on a, a family member's tv just to so we could put it on so kind of I mean, yeah, it's interesting to see how many people would adjust for that. Well, what about you guys? I mean, I would have watched it opening night if it came out, yeah. like in normal, like yeah, if normal, normal times. Time. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, I still would have watched it. Yeah, I still and I still would have watched it. Um, yeah, and I, I had HBO Max. We all had yeah. HBO Max. So uh, I would have watched it after bad reviews. And yes, and yeah, I always make up my own mind. Yeah, I, I'd like to see if you guys myself. still see it. Mm-hmm. I'm also like I think I'm the same way. Not only because I do a podcast, but anything comic book, Marvel or DC, at least not not any other comics. Even if, especially movies, not TV shows, but movies, I, I feel like I'm I feel obligated, like, almost obligated. Mm-hmm. To well, watch you know, them. it kind of mm-hmm. goes back, and, and not even obligated. Yeah. It's like I want to see it. I still want to see like these characters on screen. For me, partly, it goes back to, you know, when we didn't have all this fucking content. I'm still in the mood of like, oh, I need to support this because then they're going to stop making fucking comic book movies. So I feel, again, like, you, yeah, I do feel obligated to go out and support. But now there's fucking 400 million of these things. Even when we started six years ago, it wasn't this crazy. Jason Dutch says six out of ten. 
Love the Linda cameo. She is still hot. Geek boner. Lenny Romero, Lensations, checking in. Uh, he says, did anybody else find it odd that nukes were wished into existence, but Steve Trevor had to take over some random dude's body? That is a good question. Gerald Morris simply liked it. So somebody liked it. Halo and, and shrug. Emojis. Yeah, halo emoji, shrug emoji. And then John Bellotti actually posted a very interesting link to an interesting article. And he said, I made an observation regarding Wonder Woman uh, 84 that the standalone movie strategy doesn't work too well regarding the comic book movie genre. Marvel took a calculated risk and that has worked in spades. This article was written in 2012 by Jeff Gomez, owner of Starlight Runner. His company packages together IP for Hollywood studios and some of his biggest IP packages were Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean, and now Ultraman. The article talks about the strengths of knowing your brand and weaving it together. The article is called Ten Commandments. Wait, wait, the guy who did Transformers is talking about branding? No, he got the IP for Transformers. Okay, but and, he packages And then packages it. Well, that's Michael Bay's fault. Okay. The article is called Ten Commandments of 21st Century Franchise Production. It's a lengthy article. We could almost do a whole show breaking it down but if i'll put a link in the show notes listener but it's easy if you look at these 10 commandments and think about the dc movies they're not really doing they're not really doing any of it them. just boils down to fucking know what you're talking about be you know know the shit that you're doing like don't just take a franchise on and just not be like engrossed in it and know everything about it and kind of understand the fandom know the source that, material yeah that's that simple well he's got a bunch of things about how to build a fan base and, and cultivate the trust and keep the story going uh logan i don't know if you had a chance to peek at this article i definitely recommend it is i thought it was very interesting yeah i will I'm a, i didn't read this one i will i just i read the little blurb the yeah. blurb you just went through um and i i totally agree i think there's it's I think the takeaway is if you're going to be one of these major media companies and you're going to take this on, you have to realize like one fundamental truth. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't make something that's for the fans from the material and then also make something that's for everybody that's going to get you the capital that you're trying to get. You got to have one or the other. That's what the Warner Brothers is trying to do with DC, and I don't know if they figured it out. It doesn't look like it. And I mean, they're going to try to run two franchises and two Batman. How about you just do one fucking well, thing good right now? What's what's kind of scary about what Hamada said is like Marvel and DC are essentially doing the same thing, right? Like they're releasing a ton of movies yeah. and TV shows on their streaming platforms, all connected. But Marvel has like a precedent of of what they've built and like they've did the strong foundation. So when they say that, you're like, oh, like. There's going to be more, and I'm kind of confident that you know they might know what they're doing. With DC, like this is their latest offering, Wonder Woman 84. So I'm still like, wait, do they even know what they're doing? <laughs> like, do they even have a plan? Like, literally, Hamada's like, we're taking all these movies and we're looking at every movie and going, what spinoff I know, I can we is, come out of this? Dangerous. When you really should it's be making good, spinoffs yeah. based on the fan reaction to the movie you put out, right? You shouldn't have like, we have this spinoff and we have this spinoff ready to go. What if no one likes that fucking character that you're going to make a spinoff about? Yeah, that I found very a weird comment, kind of saying that he doesn't. He's just throwing shit at the wall now. You're just yeah. You're just you're just literally it's throwing. Still, I think shit at the wall. I think sometimes you happen upon something and you know it's going to work. Like I remember <laughs> this is a really old reference when they made the Hercules series yeah. and then they spun off the Xena yeah. or your princess right off of it. Like they knew when they got Lucy Lawless, this tall chick that can ride a horse and fight people with swords like dude this should, like this is cooler than hercules i like xena better than the, yeah, Kevin and, then, and they knew they knew that they had something so they had to spin it off 
But this, they don't even know what they have. No, they, don't. they have no they don't idea. Know. This Matt Reeves movie could be shit. But to be fair, WandaVision could be a flop too. I doubt it, but it could bomb. This is going to be interesting. Of course, of course it you could know? bomb. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's what, Track the, record. what the foundation yeah. is. Yeah. You know, b- beneath that is there's it's a it's a wildly different. Even though DC is trying to do the exact same thing, they're not the same company. They're not they're not in the same position that Marvel's in right the now. The worst no, Marvel just, movie, the worst MCU movie out of the what you know twenty three, twenty four films yeah. is Thor two: The Dark World, which is yeah. still and that's my uh, opinion. That is still a good movie. It's not yeah. even a bad movie. Right. It's just the worst Marvel movie. Yeah, and it's still it's still competent and cohesive and. Not a mess. Uh, anyways, Logan, thank you so much hanging out for us. I hope it was everything you dreamed of. Uh, we probably disappointed. Uh, you should walk away disappointed. He probably was walking away with a flaccid ass <laughs> penis. Floppy uh, John. Geek boner. Why don't you tell uh, the listeners where they can find your podcast? You talked about what it's about. Uh, and then uh, tell us again who inspired you to start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better repeat that part. No, yes. uh, uh, first I'm going to say thank you for having me. Uh, this has been an absolute uh, great time. Um, and I would love to have you guys on my show, Mostly yeah. Superheroes, should you have the interest. Absolutely. Uh, you, Abs- I, I will 100% yeah. come on your show. Love that. Um, and so, yeah, my podcast is a lot about what this one's about. We talk about all the same stuff. Um, we do our show uh, uh, in a podcast format like this. So, uh, Mostly Superheroes, that's our premiere show, if you will. have another podcast, actually, too, um, that is called Mostly Superheroes, the music show. Uh, this is the main. Whoa. This is the main difference between the two. The music show is only on Spotify. I don't know if you guys heard this year, but Spotify yeah. like partnered with Anchor, and yep. now you can pull music into your podcast episode. So I do movie sound soundtracks, and we've uh, our latest episode was Black Panther. So you can go and check out like I talk about the film, give you some tidbits. That's awesome. That's mostly superheroes. The music show that's on Spotify. Um, everything we do is at mostlysuperheroes.com. dot uh, com. That includes our main show, which is streaming in all your podcast apps. So. Um, where you want to talk about TV and film, stuff like we talked about today, same kind of topics. Um, that's on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube as well with video content. And again, mostly superheroes.com. And then the last thing I did want to plug, I had something special for your listeners today. Very, you know, don't get too excited. It's not like, a, you know, everybody's getting a car. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want a car. I want a no, car. you guys have uh, the uh, Jock and Nerd Nation, right? Yes. Yeah, so we just announced today that uh, our fan base uh, group, it's going to be the Mostly Superhero Squad. We have a Facebook group. It's brand new. Um, And to to get this going, we have a new tab on our website called Squad. So if you go to mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash squad, there's a piece of exclusive content uh, in there right now, a 16-minute audio clip of me talking about Star Wars A New Hope. It's like three months ago. It's just me giving some raw reactions, talking through some of my favorite parts of the movie. Nice. And there's a password to get into that page. And I've I'm looking at it. I don't know. I don't know this What's password. The password? No one, so it's there's a hint that I put on my social media. I'll say it to you guys. You can guess it out okay. loud right now for your okay. listeners. Baby Yoda's real name. Oh, Grogu. Scrotum. Scrotum. George. Oh, that's not right. He's not letting me in. Grogu. Uh, so if you go to that good. page, oh. mostlysuperheroes.com slash squad, you put in Grogu. It's it's a it's a pronoun, so use that capital oh. G. Um, you get in there and listen to that exclusive content. Perfect. Squad. Oh, is under the scrotum. <laughs> this is going to be great. This Squad. is great. I'm already on. Nice. There you go. It's that easy. Uh, that but easy. no, thanks Maybe again. That, that's our show, nice. and I'm so happy I got to be on your show, guys. This has been super surreal and uh, a lot of fun. No, man, we love having you, and I just I can't believe you've been listening for like five years and. You know, I'm happy to again support independent podcasters. Everyone subscribe to their show. 
I mean, you wrote the kindest thing we had to have you on. Once once I saw that, I was like, oh, this guy, we, we're doing it. We're, we're well, now that we've on. done this, and I can't, and as fun it's, as it's been, like, I'm thinking, you know, we're, all right, we love crossovers. Like, let's do a crossover episode. Yeah. We can figure that out, too. Absolutely, dude. Anytime you want to work in the future, we are down. I love making content. Um, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You, you can find me on Twitter. Who'd you piss off this week? Anybody? Uh, no good stories? No, I've been trying. <laughs> He's been trying. Nobody's no biting. biting right no now. All right. Wow. <laughs> well, follow him. Visit the show notes for this episode. Listener, jockinner.com slash 362. I have links to all of Logan's things, everything we talked about, how to support, how to subscribe, how to get in touch. And the most important thing, tell a friend, spread the word, jock and nerd. Let's get everybody in this empire of stupidity. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I want you to head up when I throw my fish to the end. Somebody punch you, my spaghetti. Get the fuck out.